and we're live again. So this is uh, technically episode five, but we're going to call this one episode one, crunching the numbers. <laughs> I know, finally, huh? <laughs> That's funny. So you just got a new... Uh, so you were going to go bet on the, the Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, I was going to. And you came down sick. Yeah, I was bummed about that, but... You've been pretty sick for, like, a long time. I got sick, uh... Though, haven't you been? 15 days ago. Yeah. So... I think they tell you to go to the hospital after three days. You're supposed to go see your doctor. Well, I only waited 14. Yeah. It's not bad. So... They checked you in last night? You stayed the night? No, I went home at, like, midnight. Oh, okay. So they're like, the odds of you dying are... Slim. Pretty slim. (laughs) So what do you want to do? Um, I said, I'd rather just go home. I'd rather die at home anyways, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Which, come to find out, dude, when you're in the medical environment. Yeah. And you you happen to mention anything related to being in a lot of pain, where life would be easier. Without it? If you didn't have a brain. Yeah. They give more shit about that than they do about you being sick. Well, you so, can't, you can't yeah. really joke around in a hospital. Like, if you crack a suicide joke, dude, they're going to bring in a team of psychologists and doctors, right? That's yeah. what happened to you, didn't it? You just cracked a joke? Well, I told them that. They said, well, what hurts the most? And I said, my head. And then, obviously, you know, come to find out I had pneumonia. Right. But um, I was like, my head hurts so bad that at nighttime, man, when I was asleep, I really wasn't asleep, but I guess I was. And it was uh, this throbbing weird pain. Hmm. And I would rub my head in my sleep and sort of like make this dreaming noises about trying to get the pain to stop. Mm-hmm. And so it was miserable. They give you a reason uh, why you got a headache? Yeah, you like this one. I take uh, I take too much Advil and um, Excedrin. That's why I have a headache. Oh, so what yeah. do you like? You like you're hooked on it. And you're constantly coming down. I don't know, hmm. but uh, that was the determination why I have a headache is because I take too much meds, and I'm like, hold on, I got to write this shit down. Hold on. So I have a headache. So to get rid of my headache, I take no headache medication. Medication. <laughs> you Try know it. me, smart ass fuck, dude. I gotta yeah. go. Hold, okay, hold on. So don't take anything, and you won't have a headache. And I'm like, why are you guys? Why are you always prescribing me shit when I come in here? I was like, man, I wonder how in the hell they were Tylenol and a leave. And Bear, I wonder how they were willing to just sell this crazy. Hey, guys, do you have some shit you wish you wanted? Yeah. Take this. You'll get it. And you can buy our shit. That had to have been what, how that got going. Huh. But whatever, man. They're, they just don't want to prescribe you anything. That's all it is. Oh, they, they, didn't, it, they didn't prescribe you anything? No, oh. they never do. They never that's, prescribe me anything. That's funny, dude. I wonder I wonder if like I wonder what vibe they get off of you where they don't want to prescribe you any medication. 
Because whenever I go in there, dude, they just throw pills at me. Not me. Just throw pills at me. They don't throw shit at me. Um, you remember when I had issues with my back before we fixed it in the gym? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I had a I had a standing pr- prescription on this stuff that uh, at the time wasn't considered like a controlled substance. What so, was it? Uh, tramadol, I think. What's then, tramadol do? Make you sleep? It made me feel drunk. Oh. But it, uh, I don't know, it was supposed to be a pain reliever or something. So I was on... Like, it's not like Oxycontins or nothing, right? No, it's... it. Well, it's... I, I would say it's somewhere between Advil and Oxycontin. You know what I mean? That's a pretty fucking big swing. Like an intermediate. Advil to Oxycontin, right? It's... it Like, you, you get a little high off of it, you feel a little bit better, but it's not like... And, dude, and I remember, too, because I asked the doctor about it. I was like, hey, this isn't, like, habit-forming or anything, is it? And he's like, no, nah, man. It's like, don't even worry about it. This is no big deal. And then, like, about a year ago, and I've been off the stuff for a long time, but because, I, like I said, I fixed all my back problems going to the gym and seeing a chiropractor. Um, my mom was like, hey, you're not still taking Tramadol, are you? Because she's a nurse, right? I was like, right. no, I'm not. She's like, good, because... They just reclassified it. It's a it's a, an addiction problem and causes all these issues or whatever. And like, yeah, they're they're changing the way it's prescribed and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, uh, that's not what they told no me. No more money in it, I think. I don't know prescribing that pain meds anymore. No more money. Well, you open yourself up to litigation too as a doctor if you prescribe something that kills people. I think yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are that are kind of up in arms about that. You know, the, the opioid, All I know is the there's some people, crisis, dude, they crisis. get so much pain medication for shit. Yeah. I go in there with legitimate pain sometimes, dude, and they don't give me anything. Dude, they just throw, they just throw it out. It's weird, but I'm like, whatever, man. I'm like, this is why I don't come to the doctor. You guys are useless, you know? Like, unless you're fucking carrying your arm in with you, they don't really seem to give a shit, you, you know? Um, how many how many dudes you know that've been pre- prescribed Viagra? I don't personally know anyone. I had it prescribed to me. So. Well, yeah. That was a long time ago. They just though. fucking hurl pills at me, dude. Huh. Maybe they figure you're a junkie. Well, you know? then they shouldn't. I, th- I think that's the way it's supposed to go. If I'm a junkie, you shouldn't be prescribing me shit. Right? I don't know if it works like but. that or not. I mean, I don't, I don't have an addiction issue. Nothing that I'm taking, I could I could live without anything that I'm taking. It just wouldn't. Yeah. Like, it's not an addiction issue, that's for sure. Drink water, exercise, and get your fat ass out of my doctor's office. That's what I get told. So, what we got here is the the Rocket Man Studios, right? So that's what I like to call it. You call it whatever you want. I don't know. What, I don't know. When what I come in here, it. I always call it that. Basically, what it is is. We decided I'd, I'd bought this sound equipment for another podcast I was working on. And we re- didn't really have a good space to record in. So we got to talking and we said, fuck it, dude, let's build our own studio. And the goal being that other people out there that have good ideas and shit they want to talk about, they can come in and use this space, right? <coughs> so I think that'll be pretty cool. Uh so anybody who might be listening that's, that's local to the northern Utah area, kind of in the Ogden, Layton area, you know, if you got something going on that you want to talk about or you got a podcast or whatever, whether you want to be a guest on Crunching the Numbers, uh, just kind of, t- you know, talk about your life story and, and have Justin do his psychoanalysis on you. 
<laughs> break down your life for you. And break shit. down everything for you. And point out the shit. That I just start asking random questions and doing the math. You're pretty good at it. So. Yeah, you start crunching the numbers and it's game on. Uh, or or yeah. if you've got your own podcast and you're just not happy with the quality of your sound. This sound you here know. that you got going is coming around really nice. Yeah, it's coming out nice and crisp. It's coming out good. We've had a couple. It's a bummer of- that I sound like such complete dog shit, but I don't even like the way I sound on no the mic anyway anyways dude so. it's not it's not you i'm t- there is there is a weird you sound normal right when i listen to you on the podcast yeah when i listen to myself it sounds weird to me and i i there's got to be some kind of a weird mechanism in the human brain that makes you want to kill things that sound like you huh like they're fucking mimic mimicking you or something you know what i mean yeah so you want to fight it that's weird yeah cuz i mean i'll like I turned on a couple of the ones that we've done that I, I thought we had some pretty cool conversations. Yeah. But because me having no, no filter, filter. Yeah. When I get on a fucking tirade and I have a voice, I'll say what I don't really think about consequences. I just say whatever the truth is and iron out the, the details later. Yeah. You know? But we're going to try to be a little more filtered. Now, I'm going right? to try to. Yeah, I'll try. We'll see. So they. Uh, <laughs> oh. Anyways. Um, so you had uh, big Justin over here. Chatting with you the other day, didn't you? You guys yeah, just chatted. Yeah, you just come over to hang out, man kind of needed a break from the house swung by dude and we had we had a pretty fun conversation yeah and i he mean seems like a cool guy actually we recorded it for fun but it's i don't think i don't know if we'll ever put it up on anything but yeah it'll be pretty fun so i mean like i said I- anyone who wants to reach out to us and uh, maybe come check the studios out get a look at it um what's going on there that's got to be your your yeah your phone doing that See if I, that's weird. I wonder why my phone is so bad at that. I feel like other people that have brought their phones in, they don't have that same problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, though. If I had to pick one really shitty thing, other than being sick and being miserable, the thing that I was beyond disappointed about was I missed the um, UFC 246. Right. And... Didn't get to go down to Wendover, which mm-hmm. I love to do because they got a sports book there that's tied into Vegas. So you get to bet on the fights legitimately, you know. So that's one of my hobbies. I love doing that. But I was just so damn sick I couldn't pull it off. And, of course, I was so damn sick I didn't even actually watch the Conor McGregor fight. And I had talked to... I had a friend of mine I tried to convince to go down there. Mm-hmm. I said, dude, just go down there and, and use my room and just have a good time. You know, place a couple bets on the fights. Fucking get me a little bit of walking around money, a little spending money for the week. You know, I fucking already know who's going to win. Yeah. So I said, I got two people I want you to bet on. There's two people's chins that are done. I want you to bet on the two chins that are done. Yeah. He's like, okay. 
Okay, here you go, dude. There's uh, Anthony Pettis. That's a wrap. He's done. His chin's gone. He's had his run in UFC. And Cowboy, he can't take a shot anymore. And how, how the UFC's Cow- Cowboy's, rewarding. Cowboy's been fighting for a Dude, he's been fucking fighting forever. I like Cowboy as a fighter. I really do. Yeah. But he ju- you only have what I've noticed and I've observed from a non-trained MMA guy. Just a, a fan, a true fan, that have watched the progression of this sport. I have learned certain characteristics about different fighters. And Cowboy Cerrone, to me, before he fought Connor, showed the first thing that stood out to me was Randy Couture. Yeah. When I saw what Cowboy was going through, that was a replay of Randy Couture. Yeah. Now, Randy Couture fought a while ago back in the UFC. Right. But I go, Cowboy's done. But here's his nice payday. Thank you for being, thanks for putting all the asses in the seats. Right. Because UFC likes you to put asses in seats. Yeah, definitely. So, hey, here's here's uh, a reward for putting some asses in some seats. And uh, pretty good chance Connor's not going to get even hit or even tagged. You have a fucking you, know? you have a fucking weird ability, dude. I've seen you call shit that should not have. I don't think I've maybe once or twice, dude. Have you been caught off guard by something that probably shouldn't have happened? It's a real fight. Yeah, it's a real fucking fight, dude. But I've seen yeah. you call some shit that, at the same time, mm. I'm like, I'd never predict that. <laughs> and, and and like, I would say like. For me, like just what I've seen, you've got like a 98% conversion rate, dude, on your fucking fight calls. Like you, you nail it every fucking time. I've, I've been wrong. Yeah. You know, of course. I mean, I've even have betting tickets where I've been wrong. Yeah. Where I've gone down to the UFC and I've, I've taken never seen my you mom. Lose. If I've seen you so. lose, I've seen you lose on a betting streak, dude, you'd like lose the first fight and you'd win the next three and make all your money back. Yeah, I've seen you do that, but I've never seen you just fucking outright lose an entire card. I did lose statistically on um, the UFC. I I start I start to forget the numbers as much because they're getting real high now. You've been watching it for a long time too. But there was a UFC where um, Cody Garbrandt and Usman was the main event, and that night. I bet on um, five fights, and I lost three of them. But financial-wise, I still made like $250. Wow. But the other couple that I lost, they were more of an emotional bet. I wanted the person to win. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know? And now that I now that you say that, I feel like I've – only seen you lose when you're like this one's all heart yeah i want this guy to i win want this, this guy to win this fight right yeah. well, the the one that stands out to me the most was i wanted um i've seen you pick some high odds too. go after some high uh, um uh underdogs they call underdogs them. Yeah, yeah. yeah i've seen you go after some underdogs for uh 
That was a big one. The but, one I just recently on that card I was talking about. Yeah. Was the California kid, Araya Favor. Yeah. I believe he was plus 400. That's a fucking, that's a long shot, dude. So, that's a 400 spread. That's so a big deal. Plus 400 would mean you put down $100, you get $400 plus your original $100. Back. Yeah. So basically, like, yeah. bet 100 bucks. Four to one. You get five hundred. You're right. You're going to loan the casino a hundred, and they're going to give you back five hundred here in a couple hours. Yeah, that's what it's sort because of, I they have don't some people that I go with. I I'm trying to figure out. They don't um, put those odds down for every like. There's a reason why those odds are that way. Well, a lot of it, it's from money flow. Yeah, see, money changes the line. Yeah, and there's there's actually sports books that graph their lines. Right, and. Um, a lot of times on some fighters, they'll, they'll, they'll do this thing, what they call late money. Yeah. Which people are waiting for as much information they can gather. You know how fucking secret they keep that shit? Yeah. But, but late they're always money. trying to get like, what did he have for dinner? How are yeah. Him and did his he wife shit? Doing? Yeah. You know, did he have a good <laughs> shit before the fight? Right. Yeah. But late money sometimes can swing a line. But you get what you get when you get it. When you lock it in. Yeah, you yeah. don't get to – you can now re-go buy another ticket. Sure. But you get what you get. So, hey, you think a guy's going to win, and this is what you're going with. Yeah. Go get your ticket. Say, I want – like I did. I said, I want um, 100 bucks on uh, Uriah Favor. Right. And – uh I told my brother about him, and John's like, "What? What? Uh, <coughs> what his odds are?" I said, "I believe he's plus four hundred, plus four hundred five, something like that." What does your brother so, say? Like when you tell your brother you're betting on something, what does he say? Does he does he jump on it and try to bet the same thing, or does he have his own strategy? Because I know you you guys. Well, he thinks he has his own fucking strategy, but see. There's a difference between having an opinion and putting your money where your mouth is. See? Yeah. You can have all the fucking greatest betting opinion in the world, Brady. Right. So you go down there and fucking pull out four grand out of your pocket. Right. To bet on a fight. Your fucking opinion doesn't really matter. It matters. Sure. So he has an opinion, but, but he doesn't always put his m money where his mouth is. Right, is, is and there's saying. times where he'll be like, hey, dude, I don't want to go down there with you this, this weekend or whatever. Will you bet on me? I go, well, who are you going to bet on? And I know one of the most famous ones that um, my brother still gets mad at to this day was when there was this uh, fighter named uh, Chris Weidman. He's still around, actually. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. Um, name. He was fighting a guy named Luke Rockhold. For the main for the uh, title, and my brother goes, "Oh man, I like Chris Weidman. He's gonna win." I go, "Dude, Luke Rockhold is gonna fucking ragdoll Chris Weidman. He's gonna ragdoll the shit out of him." Yeah. Um, and my brother was like, "No, he's not." He goes, "Well, who are you gonna bet on?" I said, "Luke Rockhold." Yeah. So he's gonna fucking he's gonna hurt him. He's physically stronger than him. Sure. And he's gonna actually sort of make him look stupid in my opinion he was just built like at the time he was just a fucking walking shit house you know like right. and my brother was like all right that's a waste of money and he, he goes what are you gonna bet on and i believe 
I I got Luke at like one eighty plus one eighty five. He was an underdog. Yeah. And uh, so for a hundred dollars, you get one eighty five plus your original hundred back. So a total of two hundred eighty five bucks. Right. Yeah. So not a huge spread, but no, still underdog. He's a what they would call a slight two to one yeah. underdog. You yeah. know, but. Um, <coughs> so me. John wanted me to bet for him on Weidman. I said, ah, fuck that, dude. You might just light your fucking money on fire. And I said, you know what I'll do though? How much you want to bet on the dude? Yeah. Right? So you went one I, on one with him. No, I fucking took his money, bet it on Luke. So I not only got more money to use his money against him, <laughs> but he got fucking jack shit in return. What did he say? So he was like, fuck, dude, I didn't realize Luke was that good. Yeah. And I said, dude, I, Luke is good, but it was the way he was fighting mm-hmm. the previous few times that made me go, he is going to fucking hurt Weidman, dude. And he did. The way he, like, just took his back and just made him like he could do whatever he wanted with hardly it's almost like he had one and a half amount of strength as Weidman and Weidman is no bitch dude he's strong as fuck well back in the day and and I mean I don't know what things are currently but back in the day when me and you were hanging out you fucking you watched every UFC yeah, Every of course. Every UFC. You had yeah. one. Like, I, I remember coming over to your house. Like That's fucking, what I lived for. Like, was three UFC. weekends in a row to watch the fights. Yeah. Yeah. I'll Shit never started forget. getting fucking expensive, though, too, man. I'll never forget you know? that fight. So, I was talking to somebody about it recently. I think it was Big Justin. I was talking to him about it. And he said that uh, I think the fight got overturned because Brock Lesnar tested positive for something after the fight. But I remember uh, what fight was that? I can't remember who it was. Hmm. Um, it was like the, the 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 big dude. He had like five XL gloves, but he had um, oh Shane Carwin. Uh, might have been it. Might have been Shane Carwin. Yeah. But the fight got over. Anyways, that long story short, um, you were on your fucking feet, dude, when Shane knocked him across the ring and was chasing. Yeah. You were like, "Go yeah. get that bitch!" <laughs> right? And I was well, like, "Well, that was Fuck. because you were such a huge fan of Brock." You I know? love <laughs> assholes, man. Yeah, uh, I, dude, I only remember the guys that are fucking dicks, right? Like Conor McGregor. I fucking love Conor McGregor. Like that one line of his where he's like, "I want to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely nobody." <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's I just know. like, "Fuck you!" all the time. I, I love like, that shit. I like Conor too. But I fucking I love Brock Lesnar, dude, because he was just like just the biggest dick yeah. to fucking everybody, and so I get a kick out of that shit, and it fucking drove Amber crazy. Yeah, it made her so mad <laughs> that she, she, you know, like she she was rooting on the guy who was a team player and super humble and stuff, and I was like, right. oh man, I want I want a fucking animal in there. I want to. Maria had that same shit with GSP too, yeah. man. Fucking GSP, he just. He was a great fighter, dude, but his whole fucking game was lay and pray. Lay and pray, man. You know, remember that? Yeah. You used to always say that all oh, and all it the fucking, time. It dude. drove Amber insane too, man. <laughs> it fucking drove Maria nuts too, dude. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Because as soon yeah. as he up, oh, there we go. Lay on him. him lay on him. Lay on him. <laughs> Hold him down. Hold him down. Don't let him do anything. There you go, buddy. It fucking drove. Oh man, it drove them crazy. That was fun times. But, yeah, but dude, it was always a blast. It's always that is always one. Fun. One passion I have is 
I love the UFC and I love betting on it. I wonder it changes the event to watch it with when money you have some it. money yeah. invested in the fight. Doesn't have to be a lot. It's you know there's an ad out there for uh, there's an ad out there for uh, some kind of sports betting uh, app on your phone and yeah the the ad is like we don't think it's odd it's the odds and one of the lines they say is is it weird that an hour ago neither one of these guys like tennis and they're like fucking they're in this sports bar wearing like hockey jerseys or something they're cheering on this tennis game and uh it always makes me laugh but it's like they probably don't give a shit about tennis but they got money on it so they're excited right yeah they don't understand the rules or anything but money's on it so now you'd be amazed how quick you'll learn the rules on yeah oh yeah and you'll start you'll 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 turn into a fucking couch ref that whole i i understand how those those gambling apps get going but there's two places you can legally bet on sports las vegas and new jersey other than that it's fucking illegal what about wendover Wendover's in Nevada. Oh, okay. So Nevada. Nevada and, and New, New Jersey. Jersey. That's it. You bet on sports anywhere else. There's a you're already risking your money. Yeah. Now you're risking now you're risking a fine legitimacy. Time, probably. So you go and say you live in Utah, right? We don't gamble here. We can't even buy a fucking lottery ticket. Yeah. You live here in Utah. You open up one of these online apps. You bet. You win money. You might not get it. You may not get it. Yeah. I don't fucking know if you. It's not even something I would even risk doing. How do you think it works? How do you think that? Because because one of them the advertises only thing having I quick can payouts. Think of is some sort of offshore host company that runs some money through Vegas and then back through the States. But now well, and everybody and wanted- shutting all that shit down is probably not worth time. Yeah. But you would never catch me ever betting on a sporting event. Yeah. That wasn't, I've never been on any sporting events other than in Nevada. One of the things I was reading so. last night when we were talking on that other podcast, we had a, po- a polyamorous couple in here. And they talked about concerns about the legality of being in a polyamorous relationship, right? And uh, it wasn't until, I think, uh, May last year that the state of Utah made it legal to have sex outside of wedlock. And so in 1974, they put out a law where they could prosecute you for having sex outside of marriage. But they never fucking enforced it. Like, how do you enforce that rule if everybody's doing it? Right. Right. Well, isn't isn't sodomy illegal right now, even between married couples? No, I think it's legal. I think is it really? Yeah, I know the. Well, I I can't speak specifically for the for the uh, for Utah State, but I know that. Imagine enforcing that, dude. How do you how do you Fucking enforce it? Classy then, misdemeanor for yeah turd burgling or and then, whatever the fuck they would call it. You know. Well. And let's say let's say uh, me and Jamie were engaged in some sodomy, and the cops kicked in the door, and fucking hauled us off to jail, and then they put us in front of a jury. What jury is going to convict you for butt sex with a consenting adult? Yeah, I don't think any. But How I, do you think, I think it, it's still against the law. I think, but I mean, not that it matters. I think though. it has to do something. What were with you age. getting at with the whole 
poly. I wonder. I just kind of wonder. I just kind of wonder if, like, maybe there's laws on the table about that kind of betting, but it's hard to enforce or impossible to enforce. And then, like, the All only I thing know is this I is, wouldn't do it. This is what you I know? can see the state doing is coming after you for the taxes. And it's fucking right? illegal. So, I mean, technically, maybe they could even confiscate the whole thing, you know, or whatever your account may be. Or Yeah. All I know is New Jersey went ape shit when they were finally allowed to legally have a sports book. Nevada was the only place that could have sports books. Yeah. And then New Jersey just recently got approved to have a sports book, and they fucking lost it, dude. They were pumped. So... If they were that pumped about something like that where you could just easily do willy-nilly online, then, uh, and the last time I fucking checked, dude, there's no sports book that I know of that gives you these big, huge, massive bonuses. Hey, come open an account with us, and and uh, we'll give you 500 bucks if you open a $500 account. Fuck that, dude. They're, they're lucky. You're lucky if they, they'll take your bet. You know, they'll be like, all right, what do you want, man? These are the odds, you yeah. know? They're not giving you free shit for nothing because there's a chance you're going to fucking win. And believe me, dude, they're not a big fan of handing you an envelope with 20 grand in it because they give you hundreds. They give you an envelope with 20 grand, dude. They look at you like you're fucking stealing it from them. Right. You know, so. So the only thing that's illegal in Utah is forcible sodomy, which is, is basically you cannot. So no breaking and entering. Yeah, you can't. It, it's forcible sodomy. So that's uh, the only thing it's, that's illegal. But that, that became effective on 5-14-2019. So consensual sodomy. Sodomy is okay. Yeah, so long as the person uh, is over 14 Agreeable 14 corn years only is now official in Utah. Is that what the headline was? Basically. Right on. What it boils down to. But That would suck, though, dude, if she like, changed her mind. She's like, no one, fuck it. That's um I did now remember telling him not to do that. Told him wrong hall, wrong hall. You know. <laughs> no, but it's a weird it's a weird thing because um me and Mariah were talking about it about consent and like consent can be given and then also taken away at any time. And so like you could be in the middle of it and she could she's be like, three strokes in and then four strokes and no go. Yeah, they could pull. They, you can pull consent, consent at that point. Like, is there a statistical odds? Like, what if you're nine strokes in and the ten stroke, you fucking get told no? Does it veto all the other nine, or is there a numbers? I think game? I think you have to stop the moment consent is pulled. Oh, yeah. Fuck that sucks. You better, better like fuck. Do you better? You still got consent, but before that, you go back in, you get like you get a re-entry pass. But dude. that that <laughs> I mean, dude, it, it's a pretty serious thing nowadays. Yeah. The, the consent thing, you know, with with all the Me Too movement and all that kind of stuff. Right, it's a, it's a pretty serious thing. You know, what if they're pushing on you? Can it be? Well, I would consider that consent if they're pushing on you, like if they're fucking back. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, yeah. Yeah, but then what if you're not rendering consent of use of your poll? Take it away. Oh. Yeah, but... Or say no. Yeah, and then they have to stomp. They got to stop. Such a fucking touchy ground, huh? Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a weird... If you're fucking them in the ass, dude, you just get to go until you're done. Or whenever you want to switch it up, or... To switch halfway is a weird vibe to me. Well, if they, if they pull consent, because let, let's say, for instance, me and Jamie were having anal sex, which we don't do very often. It's, mm. it's really not a... Um, 
I don't get a lot it's out really of it. It's really not all that great. Yeah, no. I don't really get a lot out of it. Right. But, like, if Jamie's, like, just in the mood for it, like, I'm, I'm down, right? But uh, let's say we're, you know, in the midst of things, and she gets uncomfortable. Like, she starts having discomfort from the sex. She's like, hey, we got to stop. Yeah. Then I just stop. I but guess. you just would, you know? Well, I think I think 99% of people would say, okay. Right. Yeah. We'll find another way or whatever. Let me go wash this off. Or that is true, though. A lot of laws get written off the one percent. Well, society society as a whole is con- you know we're constantly pandering to the the lowest common denominator. Yeah, got to write all the rules for the one percent. There's a reason why there's a fucking sticker on every hair dryer that says "Don't use in the shower." It's because someone fucking showered with a hair dryer. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, dude. I know some people like that. They're fucking liable to pull that stunt off. Yeah. But the problem is, though, is those same idiots don't even read the fucking tag. Right. But that's on them. You know? I don't really know. Yeah, dude, you got like a... You have a sensor in that phone of yours that's got some power. You get it close, man. Maybe your phone got abducted. It's weird that mine... That mine does it, and I feel like other people's doesn't really do it. I wonder if it's because I'm so close to the board over here. Oh, that's possible. Dude, all that uh, super erotic um, sodomy talk, dude, makes me... I need to take a shit. Oh. So I need to go take a shit. You going to take a break? Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. I'll tell you what. Kay. I'm going to talk for a minute about the studio and where people can reach okay. us while you head out. Okay. I'm just going to roll in there real quick. All right. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, yeah, dude, the, the studio is available to uh, anybody who's uh, in the area looking to do a, a better quality podcast or, or just has an idea for a podcast and, they, and they're looking to get that out on the airs. And, and uh, anyone who has such a podcast or, or an idea, uh, you can reach us at, uh, oh, geez, of course it's not going to show up now. Let's see here. Let me pull it up here real quick, just so everybody's got the email address. Uh, it's novadodgestudios at gmail.com. So it's N-O-V-A-D-O-D-G-E-S-T-U-D-I-O-S at gmail.com. Uh, just let us know if you're uh, interested in using the space and maybe getting your ideas out there to the rest of the world. We're back. Cool, man. I feel so much better now. Sweet. So I was reading about a dude that uh, basically you end up sounding higher than you think you are when you hear your own voice. Higher? Like pitch, you mean? Yeah. So when you hear a recording of yourself, it sounds higher to you, like it's wrong, because you're so used to there's these bones between your ears uh, that vibrate, and it kind of muddles up the sound and makes you sound deeper than you think you are when you talk. But then when you hear the recording back, you're like, that's not what I sound like. That's probably true. But then again, what are you going to do? You always are your own worst critique, right? Sure. So that makes sense. But yeah, it's just weird because I'm like, dude, do I sound like that big of a douchebag? You know, like, I don't think you sound like a douchebag, and the recordings sound fine to me. 
yeah. when, I, when I've played back what whatever we've done in the past. So I brought this over here to show you. Yeah, your rainbow ticket. This huh? is what an actual legitimate fucking ticket looks like. Yeah. Let's take a look at it here. So if you look at that thing, when you go up to the sports book, like I did, tells you the sports date, how much the ticket costs. So you went straight bet. Straight bet. 3400 500 th- or 30, I went excuse me, $3,450. $3,450 for the Chiefs to straight win at minus 115. It pays 3,000. See where the minus 115 comes in? Mhm. So, see the 15, 15 and 15, that's 450. Yeah. So look at that as 150, 150, 150. That's where the 1450 come. That's where the one the 450 comes in at. Yeah. So you lay 3450. Okay. Because the Chiefs are a slight favorite to win the game. Yeah. Slight favorite. I think they're like a point. Doesn't fucking matter. Just Vegas, dude. So you if can you, re- so if you yeah. win this ticket, you're getting 6400 bucks. So the profit will be 3000 Gotcha. But when you turn the ticket in, they will hand you $6,450 in cash, and it'll be hundreds. Right. They're not a huge fucking fan, dude, of handing that kind of money over. <coughs> but they do do it. So what do they try so. to do? You show up with that ticket, they try to talk you out of it? Like, oh, why, don't no. you, why don't you lay no, that down? No, it's legit. It's mm-hmm. legit. That ticket's a legit ticket. It'll cash. It's got all the shit on the bottom. It's a basic, simple ticket. Tells you exactly the sports date. That is a legit bet. Yeah. What that shit that goes on with the whole online app thing, I have no fucking idea. Well, I'm under the impression that you would deposit money, and then you bet that money, and let's say you won, right? So if you bet twenty bucks and you won, you win twenty bucks. You now have forty dollars in your account on the game, right? On the app, you've got forty dollars in your account. Right. And I think you can only cash. If I remember reading some of them, go ahead. I remember reading some of them. You can only cash them out like every six weeks or something like that. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted this printed was because I'll I'm gonna have I'll uh, I'll cut this part out. Get like a little frame, and then uh, I wanted it to maybe get like a little sort of like fucking weird little like chief logo or something, like a little yeah. remembrance frame. Throw it up on the wall and in the studio. It'll be some amount of money to contribute to your studio with it. One of the things that I want to do. That's why I did this. I like it. So. One of the things I want to do with the studio, dude, is I want to get some kind of like a signature board. Where, like, every time we bring in a guest, they sign the board. But a lot of people don't realize what a fucking ticket looks like, too. You know what I mean? Like, I like the, how I the fuck like does that mean? Before. You know, like... Yeah, they wouldn't understand. That, that... Well, a lot of people don't understand you know. odds. Like, when you talk to the, 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 the average person, you're like, hey, man, I'm going to put down 100 bucks. I'm going to get 250 back. And they're like, oh, okay, so you won 250 And you're like, well, no, I won 150 <laughs> Right. But right. I'm getting my, my original... Hundred back. So you understand it now, right? Yeah. So what if the Chiefs would have been a plus one fifteen? What if they would have been a slight underdog? I would have only had to have bet three thousand 
to win thirty four fifty. Right. Yeah, it goes the exact opposite. Same amount of money, yeah. except you'd only would have had to bet if they were a slight underdog. See? I'm I'm weird at, at gambling. Look up the vague, look up the odds right now. I locked them in at one fifteen because I thought that was really low. I bet they're higher than one fifteen right now. It's probably minus one thirty, which is the reason I went out there early and got the ticket. Because I would imagine some money's coming in on the Chiefs. So, my guess would be VegasInsider.com? That worked for you? Or Odd Shark? Odd Shark's fine. Okay. We'll pull that up. I would assume Chiefs coming in at minus 130 probably about now. But. Kansas City Chief 120, minus 120. Minus one twenty. Yeah. So that ticket would have cost me thirty six hundred to rebuy it. Yeah, but you still win three thousand. It just cost you just have to lay more. You know. So what? So what? In your so. mind tells you the Chiefs are going to win. I think just from the pure desire that Mahomes has to win a fucking football game. Yeah, I watched him play against. The Titans. I think it was the Titans. A couple weeks ago. And they were down like... You know, it couldn't have been the Titans. I'm the worst was guy Was it in the, the Titans? I don't know. Anyways, they I'm were the losing. <laughs> they were losing to, talk about to um, a team, and they were down 24 to 0 in the first quarter. 24 to 0. Oh, it was the, it was the Titans, dude, I believe. And dude said, fuck that. And Mahomes goes... Dude, what the fuck? We're winning this fucking game. Let's just go one play at a time. Let's make this shit happen. So we're fucking better than this. Who's Mahomes? He's the, the coach, quarterback oh, for okay. the Chiefs. Okay. Young kid, yeah. young guy. He's like not a fucking kid. He's a grown ass man, dude. But see, see, I'm the worst guy to talk you know? football with because of all that time I spent on swing shifts, I fucking missed so many football games. Twenty four to fucking zero. Yeah. And he goes, "Fuck off. We're winning this game." comes back and they win like 41 to like 31 or something yeah. on just pure desire to win the game yeah. you don't fuck you can't even breed that into somebody you either have that shit or you don't that fucker's got a will to win the game yeah why do you think i went down there and dropped 3500 bucks on shit yeah it's not like i have money fucking coming out of my asshole right i just said you know what i like desire that he has to win the fucking game and he's gonna win the game am i doing weird shenanigans where he has to win by one field goal and one has to hit the fucking girl in the stands and then hit off the post first or right i don't do that no you just do straight just, bets who who's gonna win yeah because i do know there'll be a winner in the super bowl they haven't ended in a tie yet i always wonder about those guys that are able to call it and they're like oh yeah they're gonna they're gonna win in the end by you know, Vegas wants you to do that touchdown or whatever. Vegas wants you to do those points. They're fucking good at it. Dude. Cause you, cause you can't ever, uh, how do you predict that kind of thing? They're good at it. Yeah. man. if you go back, well, Vegas it, has got the money to hire teams of fucking statisticians. I bet right now, if you were to look it up, probably what chiefs are minus probably one and a half points. Okay. Yeah. If you took the points, one and a half points. Yeah. Watch the chiefs win by one. Yeah. Guess what? You lost on your Chiefs ticket if you took the points. I remember when we... Isn't uh, that fucking insane? Yeah. I remember uh, 
Remember the last Super Bowl? Oh, shit. You know what? I might be thinking about a different one. See, this is the problem with me. After working you never s- forget a game you bet money on. Yeah, that's true. Well, that dude, it changes the fights. When we did that little gambling game in your in your house, where dude, we your just daughter bet. to this day doesn't <laughs> fucking remember no, hardly anything except she, for the fact that she she was picking fights, ass. dude. She was picking. She fights. She won the pool, man. Huh? So, so we'll explain it to people. What we would do is you'd show up to the party, and we would all put in, uh, I don't know, ten or twenty bucks, and that's going to be a end, cool little remembrance. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Piece for when we put it together for you. Um, I remember, so when they'd go to the, the tail of the tape, you'd pause pay-per-view, and we would all fucking write down our bet. Which did fucking fuck me in the ass once, but it, that's a different story. Yeah. Okay, keep so, going. So we'd hit the tail of the tape, and we'd all pick our fighter right then. And so I think if it was a decision, the winner got two points, the loser got one point. Because... Right, because yeah. you always had lay and pray. Because you know. always had lay and pray games. And then <laughs> right. if you had, because we didn't consider that a victory. Unless you knocked them out, it wasn't a victory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they got to tap or be knocked out for it to be a victory. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if, you know, if, if it went, you know, if it was a knockout or whatever, if, if your fighter knocked out the other fighter, you'd get the full three points. And, uh, dude, it was always fun because at the end of the night, dude, you, you'd walk out with a little money in your pocket. And I remember my daughter, she didn't know anything. <laughs> she was just like, I like that guy. He looks cool. You know, or whatever. She would just randomly pick fighters, dude. Right. Um, she's probably still got, I don't know, 45 bucks in her piggy bank. <laughs> she bet, wa- she, she cleared like 60 bucks or something. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. cool. I, and like, she didn't, at that point in time, she had no idea what money was. And I just basically gave her the 20 bucks to let her play along. And uh, yeah, she, she cleared money several times, dude, walking out of there with money in her pocket. <laughs> Didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> Probably didn't even understand how to spend money. But yeah, she know. liked it though. It it changed it, even to a three year old. It changed it, it for everybody it in the everything. room. We were all in on that. We all got excited about that. I, that yeah. was probably, those were the best fights, I think, when we were doing that. Dude, my mom has made fucking thousands of dollars going to the UFCs with me. Thousands of dollars. But <laughs> you know what? Every time a UFC comes up, she goes, Who you pick? This is who, what happened last week. She goes, who are you taking on this fight? <laughs> she just follows you up to the bookie? So, but not <laughs> this last one because I was too sick. Mm. But um, John, my brother, was telling my mom, oh, no, man, I'd bet on Cowboy. And my mom's John like. Did? Yeah. My mom's <laughs> like, who are you taking? I'm like, Karn's going to knock the fucking guy out in the first round. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. yeah. 40 seconds. Really? Was that fast? Yeah. Well, wow. But uh, yeah, that's Cerrone doesn't have a chin anymore, dude. I, I knew that already, though. That's one thing that's kind of changed, dude, with, between me and you is, is since you've, like, moved your life around, we don't get to watch fights anymore. Fuck if I know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You were, you were my only pipeline to it. And I watch a lot of mine now in Red Garter because they put it on a big screen. It's free. And I was trying to talk Jamie into going to see if we could so. watch it at um, – like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something. It sucks, though, dude, watching it in that environment. It does. Sometimes they have it. Sometimes they don't. That's a that's a, a shitty thing. environment to watch it in. Yeah. But. It's better than not watching it, though. I'll tell yeah, you that. That's true. Yeah. What are you guys doing for the uh, Super Bowl? Anything fun? Um, Super Bowl's a Sunday night, 4.30. That, 
they need to figure something out with the Super Bowl because having to always take that Monday off to have a nice Super Bowl party yeah, is sort of shitty. But, I mean, so, I was just kind of curious what your plans were for Sunday night for the Super Bowl. The last bunch of Super Bowls that we've gone to have been at the same place. Um, we go over to one of, like, Jamie's old boss. Mm. Um, her husband puts it on. And they're all, like, that whole group of people, uh, they're all like they like know the players names and like where they grew up what college they went to like they're all like way into it wow and uh, i played they set up a fantasy league this year so i played fantasy football with them i don't know what i'm doing i just was randomly picking stuff based off of like whatever the app was recommending i, I was pretty much beating some ass that whole time huh but it uh that's cool, you know. It's just kind of one of them things where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm just. I don't really like the whole fantasy thing. I don't know how the fuck you win money <coughs> doing that kind of shit. Uh, we didn't, we didn't maybe play. I'm just like an old school gambler, dude. We that's didn't, why we didn't play for any money this year. But what we, I guess, Ray built a traveling trophy. So I, ba- I came in second this year, and I just barely got beat out by Big Justin. Ah. Uh. And Big Justin, like, dude, like he'll. I've I've had him over for shit. When there's been a game on, and he, yeah. he's basically walking around with an earbud in and his fucking phone out, watching the game the whole time, keeping an eye on his stats and shit, Keep, keeping an eye on whatever he's whatever he's concerned about. Like he came to a, we did a Bob Ross night, and he came when he came to that dude, he uh, um, pretty much watched the game the whole time he painted. Wow, yeah, oh, shit. See, yeah. I like watching. He's way into it. I though. like I like sort of keeping an eye on football and watching it. But the UFC jaded what causes me to get super excited. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. get as excited it's for football. Yeah, no, it makes like sense. Like I do the fights. So, <coughs> you know, that, that girl that me and Jamie were talking to a little while back, I was talking to her about sex a little bit. And. Basically, because she had been into BDSM pretty early on, and that's what she enjoyed, regular sex just didn't cut it anymore. Hmm. You know, so she was used to being like smacked and choked and whipped and. Oh, okay. And so, I was like, gonna ask, if what you does just that had, mean? yeah, bondage or something. Oh. So if you bondage and sodomy or something. Also, oh, in a reference to what the UFC's yeah. done to my yeah. Yeah, UFC is your BDSM, and just regular old sex won't cut it anymore not as exciting and sometimes i don't even get excited for certain fights because if i know a person's stylistic patterns mm-hmm. and i know how a fight statistically in my brain is going to more than likely work <clears throat> out yeah i you just don't even look forward to it i will tune off a certain fight because i will already know how this fight will end yeah and it's not that i know I've just sort of done the math and go, wow, this is fucking more than likely a decision round. This is going to be a decision. Neither one of these people want to get taken down. They're fighting in fucking Tokyo. This, you know, yeah. I, you know I started, I, I really do like this next fight to me coming up on January or I mean, uh, February 9th is an interesting fight mm-hmm. because the main event is John Jones. Mm hmm. Against a guy named Reeves. He's coming back. 
John Jones, and for right? for some reason, yeah, for some reason, I haven't really gone back and looked at some previous fights of distance or any time off type thing. But for some reason, Reeves is a dramatic underdog. Hmm. And I want to say he's like plus 400. And if I remember right, Jones has had some pretty fucking close squeak decision wins. And the only I've, Jones I remember was when I first started watching it with you. He was like a knockout master. He was fucking people up, but he also was crazy on, long arms. He was also on a lot of coke and doing a lot of a lot of uh, drinking thought, back then too. I thought they tested for coke. Well, well, just because they test for it doesn't mean they disqualify you for it. All I know yeah. is when he was fighting out of Albuquerque, he very well still be out of Albuquerque right now. Yeah, but I glanced at some odds. And if Reeves is really that big of an underdog to Jones, when the thing that's got me really intrigued on doing a little bit of homework on it is that there's a potential to make a decent amount of money. So let's say they put Reeves at plus 350. You drop a grand on Reeves, that pays 3500 plus your 1000 back. Is it Reeves or Reyes? Reyes or something, yeah. So... Reyes is no fucking chump either. I believe he just fucked up Chris Weidman just recently. So, John Jones is 21 and 1, and Dominic Reeves is 12 and 0. Yeah, Re- he's never lost. Or Reyes. Reyes. I should say Reyes. Mm hmm. But th- for, I just remember looking at the odds. Yeah. And. But one pattern I've noticed, though, is that the judges that really shocked me are not giving every decision to the champ anymore. Because I just watched um, Max Holloway lose a decision against a guy. Reyes is plus 400. See, what the fuck? Plus 350. I'm going to have to look into that. That might be a potential to make some money on that. Yeah. Where are they fighting out of? That has a big deal. Where are they fighting at, you mean? Yeah, Where's what's the venue? What city? It's not in Vegas, right? I don't know. Houston? Houston, Texas. Okay. Where's Ray- Reyes is out of um, Florida, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I want to think he fights out of Florida. I know Jones fights out of Albuquerque still. He fights with Winkle Jack's club. But what, what was his name? Why in the fuck is he plus 400? Because Jones is not... His gap, his last fight, they could have easily given the nod to the other guy. That might be a potential to make a little bit of money. Dominic Reeves is fighting out of Victorville, Vi- Victorville, California, over by LA. Yeah, by Barstow, actually. Yeah, you think those guys? Um, you think they? Uh, um, I don't want to say blood dope. That's not the right word for it. But uh, you know where you can sleep in like a hyperbaric chamber, and it causes your body to produce extra red blood cells. Dude, they'll do whatever the fuck they can legally get away with. I think you can legally get away with a hyperbaric chamber. Dude, if you can legally get away with getting your cock sucked on the walk up to the fight, 
Yeah. They would do it. They look for every advantage they possibly can. So one of the things one of the things I was reading about recently that uh, you know, like uh, they talked about. Um, That's the potential to make some fucking cash. My guts tell me I need to look into that. They were talking about that. Um, Lance Armstrong, right? Yeah. Now he was getting in trouble for blood doping because what he would do was go like, in a sense, donate his blood, but they would just put it on ice and then, like, right before a race. They'd hook up the the needle and just put the blood back into him. So he had a bunch of extra red blood cells, carries more oxygen, that kind of thing. But uh, the other way that you can get your body to produce more red blood cells is to go, like, train at altitude, which is why the U.S. Olympic team trains in Colorado, right? Like, their training camp is at a high altitude so that when those guys are up there training and, you know, their body is producing more red blood cells. But it's supposed to be good for... Um, healing too, probably is. Yeah, I know. Th- I know they are. Th- a lot of them are all into any the little cryotherapy. Dude, they yeah. good. They look for it. So uh, <clears throat> on on that on that topic, dude, I've been I got back in a running a little bit, and uh, I got shin splints for the first time in my life. Oh man, never fucking had shin splints ever in my life. And I think it has to do with the fact that I'm 200 pounds, trying trying to run like I was 150 pounds two years ago. Yeah. What are shin splints kind of just like where the bones start to start hurting? It has something to do with like the muscle on the front of your shins mm. is like pulling splinters away from your bone. Oh, man. That sucks. So there's a couple things that can cause it overuse, um, not being properly warmed up and not properly stretching. I'm probably not the best stretcher in the world at the end of an exercise, and I don't ever fucking warm up. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm 200 pounds. Because not stretching properly and not warming up has never been an issue till this year. Yeah. So, like, I was going to run today, but I still have problems going on in my legs. So. Wow. I guess I'm not doing that. But I was thinking about trying to do, like, an ice bath on my legs. That's good. The only problem is ice, ice baths. Like, I like, I'll, give, I'll go get an ice pack, and I can just put it anywhere on my body and, like, you well, know. You have your whole nuts and shit in there too with you and everything that's what makes ice baths well, but i i put ice i put ice on them yeah. I'll, I'll get an ice pack dude and i'll load it up i'll go to sleep cuddling with it like a pillow like i love ice packs they're they're awesome they feel great and they're good for you mm. but uh i don't know i get an ice bath i don't like it right on yeah fucking hey so um, i took a lot of hot and cold baths when i was sick I'd get cold, go take a hot bath. <laughs> get, get hot, go take free, a cold get, bath. Yeah, <laughs> start sweating. Yeah. Go take a cooler bath, then freeze my ass off. You know, I'll take a belligerent hot bath. I was in and out, man. Yeah. Took like eight baths in one day. Yeah. I w- Fuck it. Why not? I'm not know? I'm not happy about it, getting shin splints for the first time in my life. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of miserable. So... You getting into over there? <coughs> Out of the hospital last night, and you're, and you're pouring straight liquor into your beer. <coughs> <coughs> you all right? Drink was getting hot. It's putting it back in the fridge there. Oh, okay. It's nice having a fridge right there. Yeah, we got a fridge in the studio now. Oh man. Yeah, that really cool skull from Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, that's Dan Aykroyd's vodka, the crystal skull, crystal head, or whatever they oh, call is it. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, he made a big deal about the way that he works on that vodka. Uh, he took some to Joe's place when he did Joe's podcast. I thought it would. It looked kind of neat. I think it looks cool. That's why I put red food coloring in it too. Yeah, you know. But it was. I mean, it was empty when you gave it to me, so I filled it up with some swill. Of I'm course. Sure, I'm sure it's not as good as whatever Dan Aykroyd would have put in there, but. He made, a, he made a big deal about the way they do it. He had, like, special kinds of water. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Vodka tastes terrible <laughs> to me no matter what, but. <coughs> yeah, I got to look into that. <coughs> UFC. Yeah. <coughs> you going to go down and try to get on the ticket early again, you think? Because that'd be, like you said, you went down and got in on the Super Bowl ticket early. Fuck. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious why. I don't know who else is fighting on that card, though. But I'm just kind of curious what that's all about. Because, yeah, John Jones is badass. And, yes, he's only technically, in my opinion, he's never lost. So the uh, In the my opinion. I know what his record says because he illegally. Yeah, he elbowed d- that guy 12 to 6. 12 to six yeah, the, I do remember that. Yeah. So it looks like the uh, co-main event, the women flyweight. Uh, Who's that? Valencia. Oh, that's a wrap. That's that's boring. against Caitlin. Yeah, Val- Valencia Saskinsum. Yeah. Yeah, she'll win that. And then uh, you got heavyweight Juan Adams versus Justin Taffa. Probably butchering these guys' names, huh? Probably. And then uh, you got uh, the featherweight fight is Mirsad Belchik against mm. Dan. And then Derek Lewis against uh, Lear something. It's crazy, dude, that like I could usually, I used to be able to look at a fight card and know all the fighters. Now, UFC is one of those things that if you get out of for a little while, you'll miss a bunch of shit because Dana White doesn't tolerate fucking no shows. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're out There's there, like six hundred and fifty fighters on the roster, though. Dude, think about how long that buddy of mine was. Uh, Steven Styler. Yeah, yeah. Think about how long he was in the UFC. What, like fucking four or five fights, and he couldn't. The turn. fact that I knew who he was though is pretty good. Yeah. Well, he couldn't. He couldn't. Well, you also got to meet him too, right? Yeah. So that was cool. But yeah. I mean, the fact he couldn't turn it around, he was out. I mean, Dana White was just like, yeah, see, you, bro. Yeah. He's fighting again for some smaller circuits, I'm sure, but you know, I don't know. I don't know how you make your money down on those smaller circuits. They just don't pay as much. The prize purse isn't there. But I mean, the only thing that I wish that the UFC had not done that I think kind of ruined it a little bit is the unindividualized like attire. Yeah, I like when they got to wear their own shorts with their own sponsors. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and then like you'd have their own cool shirts and shit you could buy aftermarket. And yeah, you know, like I had a really cool shirt I really liked from Rampage. Yeah, like the one when he wore that badass chain to the ring once. Dude, I loved I loved Brock Lesnar's Death Clutch shirt. Yeah, the Death Clutch, the red and black one. Yeah, yeah. I I liked that touch, but I. I understood why the UFC sold out that's that money. shit, you know? It's fucking money. But the way they the way they took the individual from 
the person being able to make a little extra coin to sell something on the side. Do they still you know? have their banners? They still have their so, fight banners, right? I don't think they're allowed to drape them. Not like they used to. I don't know. It's been so long since I've watched a if fight. If it is, it's like in a flag or or their fight club, like, you know, say American Top Team. No. I mean, or something like that. They're always Not quick like they to get to their be. clothes back on after the fight. Is that to get that? Yeah, At that point, they can put on their own clothes? No, it's a Reebok shirt. Oh. Yeah, Reebok owns that shit. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I think that's kind of weird. I think they got, like... It's difficult to go after sponsors if you can't wear their shit. Well, who... Dude, when... If you go back, like, right around when you were really into a UFC 100-ish, yeah. right? I would... People would see... You'd see people that had unique... Yeah. Like, you know, like, you'd when I went it. to that... UFC 167, I had the um, George St. Pierre walkout affliction shirt Yeah, from that event. And people would be like, oh, fuck, dude, you went to that? You know? I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched him fucking lay and pray lay on Johnny Hendrick. You know? Lay and pray, man. But, uh, the Canadian way, lay and pray. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but the French it was Canadian a unique way. thing, you know? And people would sort of recognize it like as if people yeah. would recognize... Dude, people recognize you, my you death know? my death clad shirt, and I don't even wear it all that often. But when I would, people would be yeah. like, "Oh, you, know, yeah. you like Brock Lesnar, yeah. huh?" Yeah, there is that. People yeah. do not wear that Reebok shit. And when that fucking contract is done, they need to get rid of that. Too, like, so. there's not a fighters union. Like, they're not unionizing to be like, "Hey, we want to wear our sponsored shit again." Yeah. Because I remember, like, all their shorts had. Individual shit. Yeah, yeah. they had en- energy drinks and uh, condom depot was on everybody's butt. <laughs> I know. Uh, there, I mean, there was all kinds of. You know what? Now that I've said that, dude, I want to look at condom depot because I've never like, even though I've seen it a million times, I've never looked it up. I'm sure they sell condoms, man. You think so? That's gonna <laughs> be my gut. They're gonna go with that. Condom yeah, depot. That's what it is, man. Get a look at that. No Chinese knockoffs, they say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, they got everything, dude. Nice. They got it all. Caution wear. I like that. You know who does still allow their guys to individualize their shit? That was Bellator. That's kind of cool. The Bellator Fight Club? The Bellator organization. Yeah. That's where Joe. Um, not Joe, but uh, Goldman. Go. I thought it was Goldberg. Goldberg, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Goldberg and Joe Rogan. Mike. Mike Goldberg, yeah. Yeah. He commentates for uh, Bellator. But they allow them to wear their individual shit. So. But, yeah, I mean, it's – the UFC was such a big part of my life from – that time frame that it was like shit dude i would look forward more to a ufc than it would be the super bowl you know yeah i'd be like fuck dude dude ufc you mean fucking chuck and tito are gonna go at it again dude chuck's gonna fuck them up this time man it's over right you know it's like you have to wait a couple months shit didn't come around every weekend now they got ufc fight nights man every saturday you're like, that's why you can't remember all the fighters. Your brain can only hold so many people. Right. But 
Dude, it's always a bummer when when a fight goes out of country or it doesn't line up with Joe Rogan's schedule and he doesn't get to commentate. I hate that, dude. Yeah. That almost ruins the fight for me. He only does the big ones, which I don't blame him. He's got a whole other yeah. thing going on, dude. He's building yeah. an empire. Like his, he's got more subscribers on his YouTube. It channel was better than when him and Mike did it, though. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, I remember, I remember that one time, dude. We were watching the fight in Dubai. Like this is this is how fucking this is how good you are at predicting the UFC. <laughs> I had said something about Joe in Dubai, and you were like, "Oh, he's probably not there, dude. Joe party's too hard for Dubai. <laughs> They're not gonna let him in." <laughs> and then fucking Joe didn't show up. And I was like, "What the fuck, dude? How are you gonna call who the commentators? Are <laughs> what kind of fucking bizarre knowledge is that?" Nah, they're not letting Joe in, dude. This is gonna be someone else. <laughs> Even you started getting disappointed when Joe wasn't there. I'm like fucking, I was where always, is the fucking I'm always disappointed with that. voice of God Joe, for the UFC, dude? The Neither. thing is, is Joe is so versed in martial arts with like all the different training and stuff that he's done. He used to teach it at a college, and so he brought a level of like instruction i wouldn't even give a fuck if joe even knew how to fight yeah he makes you interested in the fight i'm always i'm waiting when for you're that. listening to him i'm always waiting for the second you button know? on his shirt to burst because when he's up there like you can see his neck raging because he's trying to shout over everything that's it going just, on i don't like it when when uh the way they got it set up now man i don't know who i haven't even seen the it fuck green lights this shit i don't know but joe doesn't get the the platform like he used to. Dude, when like Joe would talk about shit before, dude, you just fucking shut the fuck up and listened and Yeah. You knew in like he would get higher and just the way he did it. Him yeah. and Mike had this vibe. Who's doing it now then with him? It's a combo of like um John it's, it's, Anik and like DC and fucking Dominic Cruz. It's and probably a matter of Joe not being available all the time. Well, maybe because no one ever lets him fucking hardly talk. He goes to say something and then they pipe up with all these random horseshit statistics. They're fucking it up. Well, yeah, but he goes off. I mean, Joe goes off to do his comedy, right? I mean, he does that. That's like his life. You know, he's always basically working on his next special. Right. And or or he's working on his. Podcast. I get it, dude. He can only do so many. But when yeah. he is there, let the fucking let that guy God voice of the UFC yeah. speak. Don't try to walk on him. You you hear Joe even attempt to talk. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that I should I be wouldn't the blanket on, policy. I wouldn't walk on Joe Rogan. He should have like a thing to where it's like not on the UFC. Everyone, not now. Yeah. People just Joe go to say That's something, weird. dude, and they just fucking try to talk over him. It's like. And Joe just goes, fuck it, whatever, dude. <laughs> he don't care. I mean, he's getting paid, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you can tell he's not in it as much because it's like he's he's not going to force himself on it. But it's like all the other people need to have this blanket thing that goes, hey, I don't even give a fuck if Joe says anything or not. If you even sense he's going to say something, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it should be in the policy. It should be in the rules. Yeah, dude, just, just think, is Joe going to say anything? No? Okay, good. If he attempts to say something, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Just let him say what he wants to say. Because Joe sometimes would talk about, oh, he fought out of this guy's camp, and he was down here at the Black Zillions for this and that. And 
that's the kind of cool shit that's fun to know. Yeah. Not, oh, yeah, you know, here he's really, you know, he it's going to be hard to get this. Uh, you know, as you step in and follow through on this 3-2, and you can really see him dip to the slight angle at a 2%, who gives a motherfuck, dude? I want to hear about something else. Yeah, let Joe talk. Let Joe talk, yeah. would you please? There should be a fucking sign that comes up and says, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like Joe's Joe's microphone should automatically <laughs> turn off the other microphone. <laughs> I know. has an auto built-in shut the fuck I up get, switch on it. I always get a kick out of his pulse fight, <laughs> pulse fight interviews, man. He's really good at his fucking job, and he was good at it from like UFC fucking 12 or something. I don't know yeah. when Joe came into the UFC, but it had to have been like 12. Or 10, because I remember it was back when when Vitor Belford was coming on the scene. Yeah. And I wouldn't know. Vitor Belford was this 19-year-old phenom dude who just fucking yanked people, dude. He, he That was re- back when was, people were still fighting in geese and shit, right? Yeah, and there's no weight classes. Yeah. Do you look up an old find of Vitor Belford against, like, um, some fat fuck dude i forget his name but it was like and he just dude he just threw these shots the that guy was were like, just incredible the guy was like called the tank or something right so, tank abbott well not tank abbott it was a different guy but he did fight tank i believe but uh man vitor belford comes out dude and he fucks vandalay silva up in like 15 seconds vandalay silva's no joke yeah but it's a fat funk guy named like Tony something, or. But that was when Joe was first coming on the scene. But Vitor, man, that, I, remember, man I remember watching Vitor. I feel like he fought for a long time. Yeah, fuck, he probably still fight tomorrow. But yeah. It was like UFC. Didn't I? Ten um, or remember they were talking about like changing some of the weight classes so guys didn't have to cut so much like they were really concerned about fighter dehydration and that kind of thing like long-term effects on their body and that kind of stuff i remember that well what kind of started happening was as people started learning each other's skills and you start becoming an equally good fighter you know say you and i were both good we're equally good in skill weight would determine who wins yeah and that kind of sort of is unfair because it doesn't necessarily mean you're not good. Well, you're talking about back you know? in the day. I'm talking but about now nowadays. They're like they're talking about changing the weight classes so that fighters don't have to cut as much. Something like that. Yeah, but that shit. Or, or I some don't kind know of a hydration test or something. Because when you're dehydrated, your brain shrinks, right? And when your brain shrinks, you take a shot to the head. It rattles more than if you were properly hydrated. I don't know. Yeah. That's a thing. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. It may be. Yeah. Probably a pretty good thing, but all I know is uh, take a fucking shot in the head by the wrong person. Your brain's going to shrink anyway. Yeah. So what do you think, man? <laughs> you know? What do you think we're going to do with our podcast? What's kind of going to be our goal? We're just going to come in bullshitting, see if we can't get some cool people to talk to? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that time it wasn't my phone. Yeah. That's good. I was trying to uh, hotspot my phone. So I could figure out how to uh, look up. Because I have the fight pass. Why don't you just use the uh, internet that's so, available? Because I probably don't have the code. And I'll tell you the code. 
I'll write it my down. phone has a hotspot, but over here, I don't hardly have a signal. I know. that What I'm saying is I have internet here. Why don't you just use mine? Oh, I see what you're saying. What is your... Is it called FBI? Yeah. Wiretap? Yep. Oh, look at that, dude. As soon as I talk shit about my personal phone, dude, it connected up. Oh, okay. That's cool, huh? Well, if you decide you want the password, here's the password. Okay. But no. But yeah, when there's like UFC type shit around or coming on, and that was one thing I wanted to come over and talk about. Conor McGregor. On the thing was just to try, you know, I mean, I'm sort of new to this whole sitting around and sharing my thought shit with the podcast stuff. Yeah. But I mean, dude, fucking people would have made, if they would have wanted to, they would have made some they decent they fucking made coin. Some money. Yeah. I only picked two fights this time. Right. Didn't get to make any money because I was too sick. Yeah. But I knew, I just, I just go with my gut. Based upon fucking knowledge, I go with my gut and I go, I knew Pettis was done. I knew that was a fucking wrap. I like I like the idea and of uh, long form conversations and then getting people in that have got different stories to tell. So long as we don't stampede them. Yeah, I have a hard time with that though, dude. Because when I want to talk about something, I want to talk about. Yeah, I've noticed. I just fucking talk about whatever <laughs> I want, and then I I've just noticed. figure your shit's stupid. Yeah, which I don't, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. No, I've noticed. Yeah, you do. You steamroll <laughs> me, dude. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I? yeah, from time to time. Uh, sorry, yeah. no. no, it's all right. I'm passionate, passionate. There's nothing wrong. Passionate with that. UFC gambling motherfucker, dude. I get. <laughs> I guess I get. I'm probably used to it. I think other people are like, "Hey, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Can't get a word in edgewise here. What the hell?" You know. I do need to find out about this UFC in Houston. What's going on with? I just told you everything, dude. Guy. Some guys are gonna fight other dudes, and then hold on. Let me write that. Hold on. Let yeah. me write this down. S- some dudes are gonna fight other dudes. Some guys. Yep. They're going to fight other guys. Fight other guys. Yep. They're probably going to divide them up by weight and class. Weight and class. Yeah. And there might be some females. And then also women. Okay. That's what's up. Fucking A. I yeah. got it, dude. That's what's Thanks, up. Thanks, man. I got all that written down. <laughs> that's my fucking, that's my <laughs> level, dude, right there. Like, if you want to talk about people's levels on, on being into shit. Now we want to talk about we want to talk about firearms. I could lay out some specific uh, detail for you, but yeah, when it comes to UFC and football, baseball, mm. for that matter, I don't know. You got me, dude. Oh man, <coughs> shit. We're gonna have to get some cough buttons in here. Oh shit, dude. Yeah. Especially if I'm, I haven't been this sick in my whole entire life. Never been sick more than a couple days. I think I just sneezed because I got like a turned upside down nose hair. I don't think I'm sick. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to say that my um, um, pneumonia came from my vaping. And I was like, so you know what I did, right? I did the other. I went the other direction. Yeah. And the guy was like, you know, because of course my mom's got fucking infinite of course. opinions, right? Yeah. Oh, it's your vaping and this and that, and that's, that's why you got it. And so the doctor was like, I can't really say. No, we can't. Whether it is or not, yeah. you know? And I was like, it probably is if you think about it. You do the numbers. It probably doesn't help. You know? But it's not the – here's right. the thing. And I, I want to get into this a little bit, too, because I've had this fucking conversation with my dad. 
I gave up smoking by vaping, right? Right. So I get in, I like, I have this conversation with my dad about it, and I'm like, hey, I went from being only able to run a mile to running 13 miles. And the only way I got through that, like to break that ceiling, was to give up those cigarettes and, and to switch to this other thing. Then these people go out and they're using unregulated, illegal cartridges that have been loaded with shit that they were never intended to be loaded with and then they vape it and fucking drop dead so the cigarette companies you you know we talk about turning left on money boulevard dude here's here's what it is the cigarette (laughs) companies are fucking losing money to vape companies they lobby to try to get all these regulations passed when people are dropping dead from doing something that was illegal anyways that they shouldn't have been doing and Dude, I'll tell you what. I could waive all the scientific information in the world that I have about vaping, saved up for these conversations, right in my dad's face. He still tells me I would much rather you would go back to smoking cigarettes than continue to use that. Wow. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is if you look at it, the people that are pushing the hardest, the lobbyists that are working the hardest against vape technology right now in uh, Washington – are the cigarette companies because they can't compete because they've got a soured reputation for producing a product that kills its customers and vape is is sort of people's way out of that and not only is it like it's not just a way out of that but if you decide to continue to vape it's not anywhere near as harmful to your body i like doing it yeah i just can't really breathe in yeah, very much right now. So I haven't been doing it, but I'm not going to stop. Look, I mean, I'm not saying that inhaling that stuff is good for you, and and I would I would go so far as to recommend to somebody who doesn't vape not to pick up vaping, for sure. But it is far better for you than smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and there's a lot of the stuff that we don't like long. T- we don't have the long term studies on it. I can tell you that when the long term studies come in, my instincts, my guts. And my common sense all tell me that long-term studies for vape vaporizers versus cigarettes far healthier, far healthier. And I mean, I don't know. The cancer thing in the world today is is weird because I remember a time where cancer was not that big of a deal. It wasn't killing as many people. No. And there's something else going on in the world today that's causing people to get cancer at the rates that we're getting cancer nowadays. It's, I can tell you it's not fucking vape. Hmm. Yeah. That UFC fight that I was thinking of, uh, that was UFC 12. Very well could have been Joe Rogan's first fucking UFC for all I know. Yeah. But it was against a guy named Scott Ferrazzo. And this guy was doing great. Like, as a... Uh, that came across there because it was Bluetooth. Oh. So that's my fuck up. But I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, in, oh, I disconnected oh. Bluetooth. So now yeah. everyone knows disconnect is not to do that again. I did feel like I was at a disco and shit though with that going on. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But, uh, so this, uh, I'm not sure if this is when Vitor first came in to the thing, but this is back way back in UFC 12, dude. Right? 
I'll just hit play here and see what happens. You got the volume turned down? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. Sorry. Oh. oh, maybe not. There we go. Yeah. That dude's Check huge. this out, dude. He's like wearing fucking shoes and pants. But like, yeah. But look, watch this. Watch these fucking haymakers he just starts throwing. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Look at his fucking shoulder bam, muscles, bam, dude. Bam. Bam. Just, that was a wrap. That skunk guy was fucking people up. Yeah. Vitor made that dude look like a chump. Yeah. But, yeah, man, that was... Oh, this is the uh, famous, the very next, the famous against Vandalay Silva, who's been around a long time. When yeah. Vitor is first coming on the scene. This fight don't last long either, dude. This is an ass whipping on display. But, but yeah, it was... This is this is back when Joe Rowan was just getting involved. Look at this shit. Jesus, that's like seven shots. Boom. Why did why did they edit that up so weird with all that vibration though? That's irritating. I don't just know. Just watch it. Yeah. Maybe because UFC owns that kind of stuff. Yeah, and maybe. Who knows? Or if there's a nickel in something, dude, someone's fucking something up, right? Yeah. I mean, but so. Yeah. yeah, guy's Vitor, an animal. Vitor Belf. He I was think, the phenom. I think I remember watching him fight, dude. And even at like an advanced age in his career, he was still a, an amazing fighter. Oh yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was actually on a pretty good tear for a while, and then I don't know if something happened with the whole crackdown of the TRT shit. But when he started coming down off that TRT, he started losing. You talking about testosterone replacement therapy? Yeah. They started losing a decent amount of muscle I've been, mass. Dude, I've shit. been taking testosterone, and, and I don't see how. I mean, I feel a little bit of a difference, but it does not give me a cutting edge, I don't feel like. Well, you know, probably can, really. Your body can only absorb so much testosterone in a day anyways. Yeah, but when you're working out like those guys. Yeah, that's probably true. They're probably know, burning I mean, through it. When you're putting 104 octane yeah. in your Toyota Camry, I mean, well, how much of a boost you getting at it? Right. You know, so. Yeah. But if you're driving a fucking Ferrari, you get some av gas. Yeah. yeah so, might, might I guess a in difference. a way. But, yeah, I mean, it's just – but, no, I need to go back and kind of look, break down. I don't break down fights and fucking look for some weirdo edge. I yeah. look for uh, how is this dude – how's he been doing? Like, what the fuck's his plan? Right. What's the UFC's plan for this dude? Like, I knew Connor's plan – that Connor's gonna fight like three times this year, easy. Yeah, that was a gimme. He always fucking brings it. Though. That was a gimme. That even, was a gimme. Even when he fought Nate Diaz on that uh, that uh, pick me up <coughs> fight or whatever, where he had to, <coughs> you know, he got sh- that short notice fight. Yeah, he got choked out. Yeah, that's a stupid he, fucking fight for him too. That was a stupid fight, but considering. It was a short notice fight. He still did a pretty phenomenal job, I think. And then he came back, beat the shit out of him, made him his bitch. I don't know if you could have labeled it. They, they could have gave the nod to Diaz, in my opinion. Uh, I guess they could have given it to him. Yeah, I remember watching. But what that. they were they doing, could've. I knew they wouldn't. I knew the UFC wouldn't like do it. Setting it up for a third. Set it up for a possible trilogy. Yeah. Which will happen this year. You watch. Yeah. That trilogy fight will happen this year. Right, we'll mark it down. Yeah. I don't know Justin, who Connor's next. Justin's uh, UFC prediction is Connor McGregor Connor's versus next, Nate Diaz three. Next fight. It'll be this year. It'll be close to 
Yeah. It'll be close to um, – Connor's good good at filling stadiums, dude. Well, if you look at a calendar, you can figure out when Yeah. When Connor will do his appearance, see? Yeah. Because he fights in Vegas. They show all the future fights coming up and where the venues are already booked into. Yeah. And not that they can't just move shit. They could. Yeah. They could just say, hey, we're going to go here. But Connor puts asses in seats. Yeah. So, so you want to put it in a big stadium. You got to do somewhere. Yeah. Where you're going to make good draw. Even Vegas in, even loves in, Connor, man. Even in big stadiums, though, the tickets are still pretty expensive, right? Yeah. Isn't it a couple you hundred bucks? You get too far away, man. It's kind of. Yeah. But even even yeah. that far away, you're still paying a couple hundred bucks to be there. Oh, you're paying a decent amount. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I could see if there can be a UFC close to New Year's Eve. Close, In I don't Las know Vegas. what it falls on. Yeah, I could see that being the trilogy fight. If there's one, maybe even close to like a Fourth of July type weekend, I could see Connor being on that card. Uh, you know, like one of those. I cards know the fourth is on a Saturday this year. Oh well, Fourth of July. That'll be a big. A that'll be a good card. Whoever Connor chooses to fight, he'll probably fight next on that card. Would be my guess. But yeah, July fourth is on a weekend. Yeah, so it is on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know if the UFC is scheduled to be in Vegas yet. I don't know, but if they are, I could see some pretty. And then it looks like names. New Year's Day is Friday. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah, that's shitty. I don't know. Not a bad weekend, but that puts Saturday on the second. Yeah. People are going to be there. What part? That did what shut the whole shit down for five days? Shut what down? Vegas. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to take a break. I got I to mm. take a piss. Break time. Try that. How's that look? Yeah, there we go. That look clean? Yeah, that was weird. When we came back from break, I hit play. Electronic hit, noise is weird, man. Was, yeah. So. It's ridiculously loud all of a sudden for no reason. Oh, on your end? On that end, I don't know what it oh. was all about. Yeah. Anyways. Cool. Yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to doing a Crunch in the Numbers podcast. We can keep your filter reeled in. I'm reeling it today, huh? Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. Not drunk. Not really angry about anything. That helps. I got, uh, I mean, obviously I still got shit I'm dealing with, but I'm not angry about nothing. Yeah. You know? Just getting over my sickness, mellowed me down a little bit, coughing up hours and hours of my life, can't get no sleep, you know? I mean, it's... Yeah. Cough. And not only that, but I'm starting to turn the corner. You know, that corner that you kind of talked about where it was that corner of, like, dude, when they start, your ex starts to realize what boat they jumped off of. Yeah. That corner. I'm on that wave. I'm in that goalie of the crest. Yeah, I don't, I don't really you know? want to talk shit about any of my exes or whatever, so. but I'll tell you that, like, 
there were a lot of times I would have over and over again fights about shit, and they would tell me how fucking worthless I was or mm. whatever all the time. And then when I finally was like, all right, if I'm so worthless, fucking enjoy life without me. And then I bounced. And then all of a sudden you get those like apology phone calls and text messages like, I didn't realize how nice you were and how good things were with you. And yeah. Like now I feel like shit. And it's like, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. There's nothing I can do for you at, at this point. I don't give a shit. Love to hire you back, but I've already uh, yeah. filled your position. Yeah. You could always put your app in. If we're rehiring. an opening comes up, <laughs> if we're we may interview. If we're hiring in the future. But uh, we are going through a new HR guy right now. And uh, we'll see who goes from there, you know. But, hey, put your app in. How's your love life going? I know that uh, you're talking to that one girl. Well, I had to kind of put it on hold for a couple weeks, dude, because. You got sick. I got some momentum going. And uh, getting getting sick i felt like shit personally and i felt like shit towards them because i felt like have you talked to her since yeah i told her what's going on yeah i mean i have but i yeah. felt like uh dude what are the fucking odds of getting as sick as i got during a time you just meet someone that you couldn't have timed that because I'm a betting man. Oh, probably 100%. You're thinking, you oh, would, you wouldn't this think guy's it, but I'm sick. telling you, it's 100%. This guy's sick because he's avoiding me or, huh? No. But, dude, I'm telling like. But you can fucking hear it in me, in my voice and stuff. It's not like I was fucking off, you know? Right. No, what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, like, just as you get your shit together, something will happen. Mm. Like me and Jamie were gonna hang out with that one girl, and then, like, right as she was gonna come over, and I mean, it was pretty clear what we were gonna be all doing that night. <laughs> she started her period. Mm. Yeah, that was the hurdle, huh? Which to me is not a problem. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, but that's Personally. a problem but for others. Yeah, m most most girls don't like fooling around with right leaking or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The rusty nails thing. I don't. I don't know what that means. I heard it that if you tongue some chick's box when they're on their period, it's like rusty nails. I've heard that. I never personally done it, but I've heard that. I don't know. Rusty. I've nail. never licked. I've never licked a rusty nail. No, but you could. But have, I've also but never gone down you, on anybody. You've taken on, a on tool. Yeah. That has been sitting around in your fucking toolbox. It's Ma got a little bit of water on it. Mass quantities of blood to me smells like pennies. Like, oh. a, like a handful of pennies. Well, anyway, I yeah. just heard it put that way. Oh. But, you know, I, I don't really have much experience doing that whole fucking tongue lashing to the box anyway. So What? Yeah. That's so much fun. Was never really encouraged to do it. I love eating pussy. And was never, not necessarily allowed, but it was like, well, I don't get anything out of it, so I don't really want you to do it. And I'm thinking, well, fuck, dude. So I could just sit here and do nothing and get my cock sucked, not to do anything? Fucking A. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what happened. So I I'd be going into it with no miles. I haven't met very many ladies that don't like some oral, you know, reciprocation. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think personally that was a um, hand me a beer. Why you got the fridge open? Um, uh, ethnicity thing. <coughs> what do you want? Because uh, I don't care. You want a that works. Reds apple ale. Um. So you so I mean, Maria's Hispanic. You think that had something to do with it? I do. Huh. I think it's a cultural thing. I'm not. I mean, maybe that could be just playing the odds, you know. But I mean, I've talked to other um, Mexican, Hispanic, depending on what yeah, generational whatever. fucking thing they all call themselves different. But they don't really seem to be into it, huh? And I don't know what that is. It dev- it didn't smell bad or nothing. Yeah, it smelled fine. Most you most know? girls most girls that don't want you to go down on them are concerned something smells bad or you're not gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always got the thing. Well, I just want to please you instead. And I thought, well, fuck, I can't, I can't, I can't disagree, dude. Well, there's some. You know there's, what I mean? I think but. I think something something that maybe some girls. Because I've had that conversation, too, where it's like, I just want to make you happy. But it's like, right. I also am made happy by making you happy. Right. So why don't you let me? Yeah. Right. So, and I know, like, when it comes to Jamie, from, you know, she has days where she enjoys it and days where she does not like it at all. Kind of depending on where her body's at at that yeah. point in time. I don't know, dude. I don't know. That'll be something that I'll find out. When I start to date someone else, yeah. If I even want to do it, I might get a. I might have gotten fucking jaded for all I know. It's one of my favorite. And gotten things. sought and or gotten so used to just always receiving. You know how when you hang you out know? in the bathtub and your your feet get pruny. I'd, yeah, I'd fucking eat pussy till my face got pruny. I love nice. it. Yeah, I love it. And dude, the good thing is, is I can hold my breath for fucking a long time too. No, you don't have to do that. You know, I mean, I could just breathe through your nose. If I, if you, I, you wanted to go in like, like a uh, scuba diver and shit with no bubbles. Yeah, you know, you just wanted to go go sick. I fucking hold my breath like a minute and a half. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm just pointing out, I guess, sort of a characteristic I got. But sure, and I can fucking, I got a long fucking tongue. I touch my fucking nose with my tongue. Can you really? Yeah. That's cool. Maybe that was my weapon. She didn't plug my phone in. She didn't want me fucking bottoming out or something. Going down down on a girl is not all about, like, when you're down there doing. It's not depth. Yeah, it's not about depth. You're you're focusing on clitoral stimulation mostly. Yeah. You're not doing a fucking undercarriage cleaning. I mean. You're doing a um, polishing of the cosmetic. You can't, I mean, I can't say every single girl, right? But most. I don't know. Well, yeah. Most, <laughs> in my experience. It's not about penetration when you're doing that. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would be, huh? Yeah. Yeah. She'd be like, fuck, dude, you got a fucking longer tongue than you got a longer dick. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, huh? ah, that's true. Huh? What are you going to do? Huh? Not much really? I can do there. Nah, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can do the math, dude, and be able to tell you that I disagree with that. No, I'm excited uh, to get some people in here. We just got to uh, kind of find someone who's interested in talking about whatever that has. I know we should get a guest over tonight, Snoop. I don't know who I'm going to get over. And I got to work, wor- work early tomorrow. What time? 
Well, I got to be down there by 5.15. Oh, that ain't bad. But to get down there, I got to leave here at like 3.45. I didn't know you had ice or mugs on ice. Yeah, dude. I bought those. Uh, I bought some pint glasses for the studio. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Figured out. Where's old Steven at? Way to do he that. should come in and do a podcast. He doesn't answer me anymore. Why? I don't know. Just moved on? I don't know. I think part of it was, I think part of it was uh, a lot of the time that me and him hung out when he first got back to Utah. I was around. No, I was uh, doing stuff with my dad. And my dad's kind of one of those guys that like, if he hears something funny, he'll fucking, he'll beat it to death. And Steven's, he's half Korean. And so, like, all my life, we've kind of, me and him have joked about him being Asian, right? Mm. And uh, I walked by a bag of, uh, like, cranberries that have been made into raisins. And on the bag, it said Crazen. And I was like, (laughs) crazy Asian, right? (laughs) And he was, at the time, he was training to fight in UFC and stuff. So I was like, dude, your your name should be Crazen. And he fucking... You know, it was funny between me and him. My dad overheard it, uh, and basically that became his name. And I think he got tired of it. And then he also, it's kind of interesting because um, I'm not afraid to say things about my dad in the past that have frustrated me. Like, my dad is hard on lawnmowers uh, when it comes family to gene. family thing, right? <laughs> well, the thing about it was, is like, we know what causes these issues, so we just don't do those. Right. Right? I figured it out, right? So at the end of the year, you got to put fuel stabilizer in or you got to run the carburetor dry. Like, you don't want to leave fuel in over the winter because it, it, you know, it gums up. It gets gunky from sitting. And he would just never do that. And, like, I remember one time me and Steven were doing yard work around here, you know, basically putting shit in the fire. And I was using the mower. And when I got done, I brought it to the front of the house and I, like, scraped out all the, like, grass and shit that had built up on top of the belts. and Yeah. And uh, and then I ran it until it was out of fuel because it's towards the end of the year anyways. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to follow my dad's footsteps and ruin an engine every single year by leaving it full of fuel. And he was like, hey, you know, your dad's a good guy. And I was like, oh. I didn't say he wasn't a good guy. <laughs> I just said that he puts his lawnmowers away fucking ready to be shitty next year. I didn't he's, know that. He's, building he's, the he's sensitive over that stuff, huh? He kind of caught me off guard, man. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. I didn't expect it. So, so No, he's a good guy. He just fucking barely doesn't have a brain when it comes to lawnmowers. That's all. Yeah. That's just one small strike, dude. That's not every strike. That's just, hey, yeah. fucking doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to the lawnmower. I'm, that's yeah. all. I'm not well, going to base my whole relationship on your one decision, dude. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a, you know, and so, I mean, I'm, I've said a couple of things about that. Like my dad does a couple of things that like, he'll just forget to do some basic maintenance type things. And then he's wondering why everything's blown up and doesn't work. And it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta sharpen that saw sometimes. You can't get easily offended either. Like yeah. I can take fucking I can take jokes my direction. But I wasn't even saying anything. Easy. Yeah. You know? Well, like, Some people don't like that shit, though. So I, I had a buddy in school. That's a bummer, though, because I like Steven. I had a buddy in school who, he was black. And, you know, again, we were a couple of teenage kids. We fucked around with each other. 
And I mean, you wouldn't, you couldn't, you wouldn't know this guy was black if you couldn't see him. You know what I mean? Right. But he, uh, so, you know, like we would joke about random shit and, uh, like it's, it's kind of one of those deals like me, like I could joke around with you being a fat guy or something at the gym. Right. But then my dad shows up and he's like, Hey, what's up fat Justin? Yeah. And it's kind of like, Hey man, you aren't on that level, bro. I don't, I don't know you quite that well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'd be like, Oh, nothing much dude, but it wouldn't take me long to come back at something at you. Right. But hopefully you can take it with just as easiness as I took it. And that's where I get in trouble. Sometimes I don't think people cannot take, they go like, well, how the fuck did that not offend him? Be like, well, dude, we got so like, no, because they they're like, hey, fat Justin, what's going on? I'm like, dude, fuck, didn't you think my C cups are coming down a little bit? <laughs> fuck, I've been working yeah, on like it. Like you like, don't get you know? upset about it, right? But then when I come at you now, then don't be all upset, dude. You know what I mean? It's you, you're the one who tossed the fucking ball up into the air. Now it's time to 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 whatever rally or bally or, but yeah, dude, it it's a. I feel like that was something that always kind of got me in trouble at Smith's was fucking nobody else could take a joke or any kind of criticism. Right. And they'd lose their fucking minds over it. And I, I remember uh, like the first time I got called in the office was for Marshmallow because <laughs> he was out hostling trailers, <coughs> fell and broke his tailbone. And then all of a sudden he gets an office job. <laughs> and he'd like call me on the radio to tell me to move cream tankers. I was like, how about you get your fucking ass out here and move a cream tanker and I'll take my shift in the office. You piece of shit. Yeah. And, uh, he got all mad one night cause somebody on produce was somebody in produce was talking on the radio. And I was like, fuck call Tony. He's just sitting in the office. Piece of shit. Uh, and then Tony was like, you can't say that kind of stuff on the radio. I'm in here being productive. It's not like I'm doing nothing. And I was like, as far as I'm concerned, you're getting paid to fucking hustle. And you're in there being Terry's assistant because Terry can't fucking do his job. <laughs> oh, man, right. that shit used to drive me fucking crazy. Yeah. People yeah. don't like to hear that. I can't believe that. that fat fuck's a dispatcher now, but it shows you the quality of people they're looking for. Yeah. They're looking for somebody who doesn't think, doesn't have a brain. They just want you to fucking push the buttons. Yeah. That's all they're looking for. They're looking for someone to push the button and not having an opinion. You have an opinion, dude. Next thing you know, they're oh, like, dude, yeah, you have an opinion. Oh, Fuck no. that used to drive Ben insane, dude. Cause I'd come <laughs> in and be like, Hey, you know, if we put all these trailers on that line right there, it'd make the whole yard flow so much smoother. And he'd be like, we've been doing things here at this warehouse since the fucking sixties, <laughs> this exact way. And we're not going to change. <coughs> that fucking guy hadn't even been through the yard just to look at it since the fucking war ended. <coughs> Yeah. <coughs> I don't weird. know, man. Maybe as we get older and people start doing shit different. But I see stuff, though. When I see, like, a younger type generation, like me being 42. Yeah, I was going to say I you're see, fucking 40-something. I've seen you're not someone, that like, that's 20. I'm like, fuck, that's a better way to do it. Yeah, why am I doing it this way? Fuck. That's yeah. a great idea. You know? that takes That's a different wiring. It you takes know? some fucking personal, it takes some courage <laughs> to look at the way you're doing things and realizing there's a better way to do it. Like, shit, I never even thought of doing it like that. Yeah, and accepting that. Yeah. That's a good idea, dude. I'm running into a little <laughs> bit of that at work right now where there's just kind of an old school way of doing things and it's it's just not, it, it's not working. And so I'm trying to, trying to be like, hey, you know, we've got all these opportunities for improvement with technology and everything. 
and I slowly, slowly make progress, but it's like wearing a rock down with water. You know, it, it takes eons. Yeah. So. It happens, though. The thing about it was, for me, taking the job that I took was I kind of had uh, a picture of the way I thought things worked in my mind. And they always seemed like a company that was very progressive and made progress in, in great ways. And they just, they may in the other part of the business, but the part that I'm currently working with, it's it's a little bit slower. Things are a little bit more old school down there for some reason. Yeah. Even though it's the most high high paced area, the location is, I mean, we do we do the most amount of business. We have the highest volume of drivers. You know, it's like one of the things they mentioned was like, you guys have the highest accident record. And it was like, yeah. We also have fucking, more trucks. Yeah, yeah, we also have three <laughs> times the amount of drivers out of the other location. That they all know. Let's not go down the Smith's fuel system program here. Right. Dude. Next thing you know, we're going to fucking spin out, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. You mean the guy with the best fuel economy is doing what again? He's <laughs> 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 just fucking... Uh, uh oh, hold on. Let me see if I can write this down, dude. Okay, stay the course. <laughs> stay the course. <laughs> How the fuck does that work, dude? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, James get, James calls me and laughs his ass off, dude, all the time. <coughs> it's a weird thing, though, dude, when you have a job like that because you get wrapped up in thinking... What else am I going to do? Right. Well, he's going to make tire there. <clears throat> but you don't realize, like, <clears throat> you don't realize that there's other things you, I mean, it's just kind of one of the, you get trapped in this weird circle and you forget that, like, hey, you know, I was looking for a job when I found this one. That's right. I was, dude. Yeah. Fucking looking for a job when I found this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I remember uh, when I ended up not working there anymore, that uh, was a weird thing because I was like, what am I going to do? But I don't know. I put in, I put in one day when I finally decided I needed to find another job. I put in three applications within 45 minutes, got a phone call and was like being drug tested the next afternoon. And I like, I literally had to tell the guy like, well, I need to know some things because I'm about to cancel two other job interviews. Right. You become the one. Yeah. Now, now I need to know some things about you. And then, uh, dude, I remember, too, I, I told my dad, I called him uh, on the way there. When I left there to go get my drug test done, I called my dad, and uh, I'd said something like, yeah, and it's it, uh, union benefits, too. My dad's like, oh, they got a fucking union? I wouldn't hire on there. Three years later, I'm the fucking the guy that basically fired me from Smith's. You know what I mean? Well, I guess it wasn't quite three years, but it was like <laughs> four and a half years later, whatever. You know, round up, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, I had my fifth anniversary doing this job. It depends on your situation whether you like unions or not. I don't know if it depends on your situation you know, or it really if it depends does. on your education of union. Depends on your situation. Yeah, and I'm not to say that there aren't bad unions out there, but the union that we have, I think, does a good job for the most part. There's some stuff they can improve on, and I think, we were talking about kind of the younger versus the older generation. The older generation of the union reps, because this is an in-house independent union, uh, the older generation of guys would go in ready for war 
like they were going to have to fight tooth and nail. And they would basically say to each other when they walked in, we will not give anything up. And then the managers had the same attitude going into it. Like, we're not going to give anything up. Fuck those guys. And they would end up in these, like, month-long stalemates. And now there's this younger group of guys, and they're not quite that much younger. I mean, they're instead of being in their 50s and 60s, they're in their 30s and 40s. And the pres- I, think, I think he's the youngest president they've ever had. They've already made big changes just by going in and saying, look, like we want to fix this problem, and this is what we're willing to do. Can you meet us here? And Companies don't like unions. No, they don't. They don't. So, I mean, if you go into that knowing the companies don't like unions, why not? What is it that they don't like? They don't like people having a say in what their employees can and can't do, right? So, companies bring unions on because of their own behavior. They have figured out a way to make the employees feel fucked over at one point. Yeah. And they decided to bring some representation in the form of voting with your feet. If you guys do this, we will all leave. Yeah. So, apparently there must be something. Well, there's a point to it. To unions. There, there's Right? It's a big deal to have the ability to say, look, as a group, this this set of five guys has been nominated by yeah. the entirety or almost the entirety of your staff to represent us in negotiations for the for the next you know couple years or whatever i think they do three-year contracts and they go in and but this new union also recognizes that they can't go in and ask for something and not be willing to uh, compromise compromise somewhere, somewhere else. else yeah like one of the things they did it's wh- better to not have a union if you have a company that won't fuck you. Yeah. Well, the, so I think that's the... If you could figure out that evil middle ground, dude, a perfect company that goes, hey, we yeah. will treat our employees like gold, you won't get, you couldn't fucking force a union. You couldn't there. get a union in a place like that. No. Or what you do is you, is you do what Smith has done and you make it seem like, hey, look, if you unionize, we got to close the warehouse. Yeah. We got to shut down. You know what? My vote would have been fuck you. Close. Close. I bet yeah. you. I bet you don't. I bet you don't. Yeah. I'm willing to gamble. I'm a gambling motherfucker. Yeah. Because so. you know you why? Won't. Looking for a job when I found this motherfucker. That's why. Well, <laughs> you know. Here, here's the other thing too, and I don't know if you appreciate it as much as I appreciate it, but having a CDL right now is going to be a premium because in the next couple years they're changing the law. It was supposed to change in May, but I think that they realized it was impossible. You're not going to be able to just go, like, get a learner's permit and then train with a particular company, and then uh, and then go in and take your road test. You now have to go to school. You have to go to a certified school to get your CDL now. Wow, really? It it was supposed to take effect in May, but I think they've pushed it back a year. Huh? Because what they realized was, and I think the truck, I think trucking companies were lobbying to to slow this down, what they realized was that we're no longer going to be able to train drivers and people are going to have to have do the school at Tooele Tech. And this is, a, um, you know, it's a state school. It's still like, I think it was, uh, I don't want to be wrong, but it was in the neighborhood of somewhere between like $1,500 and $2,200 to get your CDL. Oh, that's not bad. 
Yeah, it's not bad. That's what it was when I went to driving school. It's not bad if you're an adult who's got some money in their pocket. But if you're a kid who's trying to get a job as a truck driver, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You know, when you're making minimum wage in a McDonald's in Tooele. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I mean, it's it. I mean, it'll come to a point where companies that employ people with CDLs are going to have to be very careful about how they deal with their drivers, because otherwise they'll be like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, I, there are companies begging me to come work for them. I still get emails and shit from FedEx and UPS that they want me to come drive truck for them because I've got. Yeah, you know a CDL, and I'd filled out a job application or whatever. I'd I'd say once a year at least their recruiter reaches out to me. I have had their recruiter, uh, or not that not the same recruiter, but I've had a recruiter from one of those companies approach me at other job fairs, and try to hire me while I'm trying to hire drivers. <laughs> yeah, that's so, funny. Companies are struggling right now to find commercial truck drivers. It's not the easiest gig in the world, man. There's certain parts about driving that are fucking beyond stressful, beyond what that you get paid for. You, you do a lot of shit for fucking free. Yeah, especially There's, if you're over the road. Yeah, it's over gonna, the road truck really drivers, hard. they earn their money. I well, know I used to earn every fucking nickel, man. Big, I mean, big companies like CR England and Swift that have drivers programs, driver training programs, where they actually have like certified schools, they're not going to be af- affected as much by this change. But companies like the one that I'm working for, we don't have a. I don't have an academy for drivers. I don't have any certified instructors. The one guy that we have on staff who's like, could be a certified instructor, is the fucking worst person in the world to teach a class. Hmm. Because he has a hard time getting around his arrogance, and like he he just wants to show off his truck driving knowledge, and he's, you know what I mean. It's difficult to learn from somebody who just sounds conceited. Just wants to sit there and talk about how great talk he is. about their badge on their sleeve, kind of thing. Yeah, he's actually. Uh, it was kind of funny when I applied for this job. He's one of the guys I competed with, and uh, uh, he was telling he like he had had a conversation. It was one of the only few times that I had met him in that process uh, before I worked with him one on one. Now, but he he had straight up told me to my face. He's like, I wouldn't even bother rep- applying, dude. I put in for it, and I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, why is that? And then he started laying on on me, dude. He's got these like senior master instructor qualifications and like he's a third party tester and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that's cool. But you know that nobody like everybody's sort of like irritated at you when you talk. You know, you I come mean, across I, as an arrogant, pompous fuck, yeah. right? Well, and, and <laughs> my, mean. my boss straight up told me, he <laughs> says, I couldn't have brought him on here because so many people are just irritated of listening to him talk and he's and you know he's a great guy and he's a fantastic driver trainer i'm sure he probably is dude yeah he's just probably gets his ass kicked at home where's a lot of that comes from i know there's some issues at home yeah yeah but his wife probably fucks him up pretty good yeah so he has to bring his mat he can't be masculine at home so he's got to be masculine at work which is a great fucking badge to wear to work you know what's fucking weird about but what's weird about the drivers too is is you have there's you know you have that mentality where like when you're a truck driver you're truck like you're tough dude right like people automatically assume because you're a truck driver you're a tough guy and then when you're a construction worker they automatically assume you're a tough guy right you put the two together and it's like a double negative issue where it like cancels each other out 
And some of those guys can be some of the biggest crybabies I've ever met in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. We had a guy, um, and this is before I started doing this other job, um, but um, he had been hurt. And so part of one of his things he was doing while he was hurt because he couldn't drive the truck was he stood up in the batch office with a clipboard and just wrote down who didn't do a pre-trip. Oh, God. And then he turned it in, right? He's just doing what he was told. Right. But they started calling him Yard Dog mm. behind his back. Well, somebody had said it to one of the dispatchers, and the dispatcher automatically assumed that this guy knew his nickname was Yard Dog. So he put it on the call out for what time he needed to come in. Yard Dog, mm. whatever. He fucking, like, threw a fit. They had to, they made the dispatcher call and apologize over the whole thing. And he was like, and I he didn't even know he, the origination of it. huh? Yeah. The, the guy just had overheard it and was like, I thought you knew. Like, I, I thought it was being cool, I guess. Huh? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. being mean, you know, anything like that. And I've seen that dude. I've seen that dude. And, and we're talking, this guy's seven feet tall. You know, he's a what a trip. big, I mean, he's a big, tough looking guy, right? construction worker cowboy truck driver hmm. i've seen him cry because younger drivers have been like hey don't fucking tell me what to do old man and then he goes upstairs and he's like how am i supposed to do this job with no respect and then he starts and i told the dude of the one time i was like hey man i'll be right back really i just didn't want to be in the room because i like <laughs> the dude was on tears over being told to shut up basically and i was like you can't have you know what affects a lot of guys though dude is their personal life at home yeah i think so too it fucks them up but i mean it's and that's where i that i don't know what it always been about me but i've always got that vibe these guys that the guys that are even killed at work and are just as masculine at work are the same masculine they are at home Mm -hmm. they're just even kill because they're not compensating <clears throat> for the one like yeah i was always i was always pretty even kill yeah if you didn't fucking care for me whatever that's fine so dude not so everyone's gonna like me so you think you know? if you get uh, shit on at work you'll go home and take it out on your spouse i never did and the, well no, no no i don't mean you but yeah. i mean the average person Sometimes. And then if you get shit on at home, you'll you'll take it home and tough guy yeah, at work. Yeah, you'll fuck people up at work. You got to you got to you got to even the teeter somewhere. So, when you get a what when these guys that come home, you know, especially in the trucking industry, you know, yeah. you get told what to do and the whole time you come home and then your wife is like under your beck and call, right? Yeah. Because you're going to fucking now tell someone what to do. Yeah. You're a badass. Dude, why can't you just fucking tell work to fuck off? Do you have a... You know? Do you have like, Netflix? I have access to Netflix. I don't personally have it. If you uh, if you ever get on there, dude, you should watch uh, the Outback Truckers. There's a dude on there. Goes by the name of Turbo. Is his nickname? Yeah. That guy reminds me so much of Shane. Oh really? Like hmm. he so you would you I think you would get the biggest kick out of it because you're a truck driver. <laughs> right. And so like you would get blown away. So these guys are driving road trains, right, in Australia. So yeah. they're they're hauling like 
three or four fifty three. Yeah, foot they're trailers. hauling like quad forty eights or some shit. Yeah, huh? I don't know if I don't know what their length is, but yeah. they're big ass fucking trailers. They put a shit ton of stuff on them trucks. And uh, this dude, it's it's hilarious because he's he's like flying down this dirt road, sucking up dirt in his filter and shit. And he's like in a brand new truck, and it starts breaking down. But it's like the truck is breaking. Like his cargo is falling apart because he's flying down this dirt road at, I think he says 100 kilometers, right? Which is 60 miles an hour. So he's zipping down this dirt road on what they call corrugations, right? Where the roads. Oh. Yeah. So he's down this road oh, and his shit. cargo's falling Just apart. Just rattling the shit out of it, huh? And then he goes back and he sees that his cargo's break broken. And he's like, I don't need this shit right now. <laughs> and I'm always like, then fucking, like, can you tone it back 20 miles an hour? Do you, like, you're the one who's breaking, you're breaking this stuff by driving so fucking hard. And then he's like, he's flying up a road in the middle of nowhere. It's this, like, pitch black road. And he's like, fucking kangaroos come out across the road. <laughs> they're like 90 kilos and they hit your truck and they fuck your shit all up <laughs> and he's like he's got he's got his foot into it he's going as fast as a fucking truck will go right. and the kangaroo runs out and he has no way of stopping because he's going you know however fast with four trailers right. smacks into this fucking kangaroo and he's like I just didn't need this right now and it's like fucking you knew you were in kangaroo land why were you doing 100k it's got shit to do, you know? dude. There was one chick don't on there. give a fuck. It's not his equipment. That's what it is. It's his. He, oh, it was. He owns the fucking thing. <laughs> but he's and then and then he like, at one point he like he's having some kind of code come across on the engine and he's like, well, I better get out and check it out. <laughs> and he climbs up and he like opens the fucking radiator right after stopping and it like blows a bunch of hot water oh, on him and he's wow. like, fuck that burns. Why'd it do that? What the fuck? <laughs> and you're like, dude. See, that's a hard thing he's, I have about them shows. He's though. doing that. I feel like he was putting a show on for the camera. <laughs> right. And then you watch this other guy named Steve who goes out on these really cool fucking jobs. He, go, he goes out and, like, delivers solar panel banks to isolated communities that have never had 24-hour-a-day electricity in their, you know, existence. And the whole time he's like, well... I'm going to climb out, and I'm going to let some air out of my tires, <laughs> and I'm going to bring it back 10 miles, you know, 10K. And, you know, I might, I might, it might take me a while to get there, but I'll get there. I'd rather get there in one piece than all fucked up, you know, or whatever it is that he right. says. Yeah. So I get, I get a kick I out get, of that. That's, that's what's so hard for me to watch some of them shows, though, man, is because... Some of the shit those guys do is, like, almost for fucking theatrics or something. Well, I feel like the one guy is always playing it up for the camera. Uh, and, and and then the other guy is just like, look, I don't mind if you come with me, but I'm not fucking putting on a show. <laughs> you know? I'm going to bring my dog. I'm going to bring my rifle. I'm going to try not to camp out where the alligators live. <laughs> you know? Like, that's his, that's his basically his life. And then the other guy's like, uh... Dude, at one point, he, like, strips down to his underwear to, like, walk out into a river. Like, if you were out over the road, dude, would you strip down to your underwear to walk out into a river where you think there's crocodiles? No. Fuck no. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I don't know why they do that. Just for just for something to watch. People what? don't want to see nonsense all the time. Yeah. That's what that's what he does with you it. Know. That. Yeah. I mean. Anyways. I have a hard time with some of them shows, but... 
Well, and yeah. I like, I mean, I watch some of the tow truck shows or whatever, and you can see they're doing some st- stuff for drama. Yeah. And then there's, and then, but then there's uh, some of the other stuff that's pretty good. Like where you know that like, holy shit, dude, that's a lot of work. Like those guys that go out in the middle of the night on this highway in Canada and they're like picking up shit that's been wrecked in the snow. Yeah. And, and they're just kind of like, like, Fuck. I think the average person, if you were to just walk up to something like that and there's like the one that I remember really clearly was the trailer had been split in half by another truck going through it. So they had to get the front half of the trailer and the truck out of the road and then the back half of the trailer out of the road. And oh, what's happening there? It came off. It came off. No, it's slipping. Slip sliding away. So is there? They're, move. I mean, they're doing all that work to get that. But I'm sitting there thinking, like, not only they got to get those two, the you know, the truck, the front half of the trailer off the road, the truck off the road, and then the back half of the trailer. They also got to get the trail, the truck and trailer that went through the original trailer off the road. And they're dealing with like you know, these over the road truck drivers that have just, they're probably fucking a million miles from home. They've got like a dog in the cab with them or something like their whole existence is in that truck and it's now exploded all over the freeway. Yeah. That's like the compassion you got to have to deal with those guys. And then the patience you got to have to pick up the mess. You don't realize though too, dude, to some of those guys that are over the road, they're living fucking paycheck to paycheck. That check, that trip's got to be in on time. Make sure the rent's getting paid. Yeah. Shit like that. I'm like, fuck, if I get this fucking load delivered on Tuesday, get my trip pack in, get paid, you know, should be enough to cover everything or, you know, like, so there's a lot more to that truck driving shit than people think, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you got to get your, your paperwork in that it's been delivered so they pay you for your mileage. Right. Now you're stuck out there. Could be a Tuesday. You're like thinking, dude, it's fucking one day. Well, fucking payroll cuts off, dude. I don't get my fucking trip pack in time. I can only afford 15 bucks for getting these other two trip packs in. Now I'm not going to get fucking paid for a month. All my shit's going to be behind. You know, and then like shit dominoes. That's why when I was over the road, man, I did everything I could to eliminate that shit. I kept like a couple months of my personal bills in my checking account and that was what used to drive me out of my fucking mind was to be like well there's money in there there's money yeah that money is to keep me from stressing about random shit that could come up right so i don't lose my fucking mind over losing a drive tire in texas on a thursday and having to reschedule till friday night and can't get my trip back in at friday at cutoff time right that's why well you know i'm like that there's a lot of those some of those people go well dude fucking you truck drivers make good money yeah yeah we do we do but we also have to (laughs) like if you think about it everything's being done over the road including submitting my time cards basically yeah your fucking trip packs that are out of your control right because they have to have the paper see i think they're changing that a lot with technology and shit which is fine but not when i was doing it we mailed our trip packs in fuck so yeah when you first started driving huh that was yeah. back you were on qualcomm and that kind of shit well we didn't have computers but yeah it was uh we did our chip packs when we got back to the yard but i mean it was like how often do you get to the, go to a yard though 
we'd always go the we'd always go out and back. So oh, would you for that other outfit? Yeah, my first outfit, ACT, we always went out and back. Yeah. So we'd leave Salt Lake, go to say Detroit, Michigan, unload, chase down a reload, come back Salt Lake. That's not too bad. No, that, I never had a over the road, over the road job. Yeah, that's, that's I went not too over bad. the road. There's but I didn't e- fucking bounce around the US. Yeah, I've there, been all over the place. Right. But I would go from Salt Lake to Birmingham, Alabama, unload, chase down a reload, come back. Yeah. Take days take some time off, call up dispatch, hey, ready to roll. Okay, got to load to Allentown, PA. Okay. Go out, unload, chase down a reload, come back. Yeah. Could have been fucking 4,800 miles. But I wasn't bouncing around all over the U.S. to like yeah. a goddamn fucking pinball game. There's some guys that, that so, they'll they'll leave out, dude, and fucking, they won't see their home for two, three months. Yeah, I couldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. I, had I to, chose not to do that. I had to admire Big Me, dude, when so. he put all the shit in the storage unit. It was like, I'm just going to live in my truck. Got zero overhead living in my truck. Yeah. I got to kind of admire that. But you couldn't do that if you got wife and kids and that kind of thing. Man, right. He'll probably never get married. Probably not. But, I mean, I don't know what he does did now. He, did he ever tell you why he got sent home from his mission? No. But I think it was something inappropriate. I'd like to know. So, something was, inappropriate. Yeah, he would never fill me in on it. Something inappropriate. That's usually what gets you sent home. Right, like I've heard of guys fucking like blowing their knees out and like, nope, you'll make it through, or like being extended over Christmas and shit like that. I think it was some sexual inappropriate. I don't know what the fuck, or care, or want to know, but I wanted to know. Matt's and he did some crazy shit. The only thing I never disliked Matt as a person. I never did, but the motherfucker had no boundaries. And once you don't have certain, I don't have a whole lot of boundaries, but if you come to me and say, Hey dude, this is a boundary I don't like, I'll try to correct it. You know, like, like me and you, I can be like, Hey dude, I'm not going to be home when you get there. You know, make yourself comfortable in the studio or what? Now I got a studio to make yourself comfortable. You're just sitting in your car, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but like, yeah, dude, I mean, I've come home. I've come home to you're just like building a fire in the backyard. I'm like, all right, that's what I'm doing tonight. Mm. It's not that big of a deal. But this dude would just like, even when you t- when you tell somebody, hey, you shouldn't have to worry if somebody is at your place unattended. Yeah, Matt was you somebody should you never have you to worry about that. Dude, I would take things away from Matt because he'd start doing weird shit. And the next thing you know, I'm worried about him fucking swinging an axe into one of our heads because he's a fucking big clumsy (laughs) motherfucker. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. dude. Like, I think Matt would get irritated with me because I'd be like, Matt, no. Like, I would talk to him like a dog. Matt, knock it off. Well, he almost kind of needed it sometimes, dude. But I hated being mean to him because a lot. I'm not a mean person. But I want you to be a mean person. No, but I mean, I had boundaries though. I realized different frustration levels than I did. I realized pretty quickly so. that Matt was there's something going on there. Whether he's on the spectrum or or whatever. I just because my brother is on the spectrum and I and Matt has some of his tendencies 
so I just kind of. Matt's got a big heart. Yeah. No, he's a big, he he's a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's very loving. He cares about people or whatever, but he also has got some boundaries that, or he's just, he, like he lacks like a social time clock. Like he doesn't understand certain social cues. Yeah. You like, know? dude, it's time to do this or time to do that. Or you like, I would, it's time to like go. one of the things that was hard for it's me time to leave. that had to make me pull the trigger on him was by cutting him off was dude look i'm a fucking married dude that's been married for a long time i enjoy your company but i'm not gonna answer to you for every time off that i have i got fucking shit to do so if you call me up or text me and say hey you want to hang out tonight i'll say <clears throat> No, let's do it tomorrow or whatever. And then leave it at that. And just be done with it. Yeah. Not, oh, well, what are you doing? Is it something a guy like me couldn't be involved in? It's like. I'm hanging out with my wife, man. I haven't been home. Yes. I haven't been home for a week. It is something that you, a guy like you, cannot be involved in. Yeah. You are correct. Didn't he? Uh, oh, man. Fuck. I was hoping to spend some time with a brother. Yeah. I'm like. I'm fucking sure you were. Didn't he get you guys you know? thrown out of a Denny's or something for like chugging a fifth of vodka? Like right no, in the No, he almost got us tossed, but. Something like that? He just. He was frustrated because he got frustrated because the motherfucker didn't want to listen to me. Yeah. We went down to Vegas. He tried to pull money out of an ATM and he hit his limit. And I said, dude. I used to run into this all the time over the road. Yeah. Ironically, at the same motherfucking bank that you bank at. So I'm going to do the odds here and say that there's a pretty good fucking chance you're up against the same wall I was up against at one point in my life, which is you're out of town. Yeah. You're up against your limit. They probably froze your card. No. I've taken out more than 500 I'm good. Can you spot a brother? Yeah. Can you spot a brother like a a five stamp? And I'm like, dude, like, what do you want, dude? Do you, do you want me to loan you 500 bucks till tomorrow or something or what? He's like, yeah, like spot a brother, you know? Yeah. I said, Matt, I'm not fucking giving you 500. Right. Do you want me to loan you 500 till tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, yeah. Matt, I, well, yeah. I guess. Loan. Matt would hear you, know? you say something. You know? He he would hear you say like some ducats or like whatever kind of random catchphrase. I've heard you use it before. Right. But, but I could hear like I I I can hear you in my mind saying, "Hey, could you spot a brother like a rock star or whatever? You, you sp- spot. A I guy? expect you to give it to me. Yeah. Could you spot a Could you spot a guy a couple ducats for a rock star? And right. then Matt would hear you use that terminology. And then he would fucking insert it into his own terminology. And then yeah, try, and but then there's try a difference between rock star. Hanging out with you and being cool. Difference between rock star and fucking 500 bucks. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that that, was, that sounds to me like Matt's attempt to fucking right. run, run with a big dog, hang out with a friend. Like he was trying to adopt your lingo. I didn't have a bunch of money on me, dude. I had a couple grand. Well, no, and, and so I'm not, and I'm I wasn't not saying fucking that just going to give him 500 bucks. I get that. But what I'm saying is that that was Matt thinking 
well, Justin uses this terminology. This is how I'm going to be friends with Justin is by using uh, his terminology. Good. If you know what the fuck it means. Yeah. But, I mean, it was like, dude, I said, man, I'll loan you 500 bucks till tomorrow. But you're going to have to call the bank, dude, and get your card unfroze. Well, we go down. So we go down to Denny's, and he's frustrated and all that shit. And so he brings vodka down in Denny's. Yes, you are on the strip, dude, but there's some rules. It's a family restaurant, Denny's. It's a fucking – there is rules, dude. There's rules inside of rules. Yeah. You know, like – Well, you can't get a prostitute in Las Vegas legally. Right. There's rules. Yeah, Could, you got Can you order an escort to your room? Yes. Uh, Could I you? I don't think – you yeah, can. You can. You can. They're not an escort. Not a prostitute. Right. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, there's – there's a fucking yeah. a wink here and a wink there, and greases get palmed, or you know, palms get greased, and that's it. Yeah. You don't bring fucking straight booze into a dinny. Right. I don't give a fuck where you're at. And you certainly don't lean back in the booth so. and chug on a bottle in front of the waitress. And then call it your medicine. Yeah. So that's fine. So he goes, okay, well, let's walk down to the thing. So we fucking walk all the way the fuck down to the thing. Get down there. His card's denied. Shocker. Right? Yeah. It's frozen. It's fucking frozen. I said, yeah. dude, you need to call the bank. It's like, no, man, there's something fucking wrong, dude. Like, I got money in there and all this and that. And I'm like, and I said, dude, I don't have any money more to give you. I got a fucking front Maria money here. I brought two grand, dude. I gave you five. Yeah. You spent that. I have some to spend. And so he mopes. Right. Spends a whole fucking day moping. I wouldn't give in. Well, I happen to we happen to stop in this one casino. I hit a I hit a dollar machine while Maria went to the restroom for like fucking seven fifty. Just fucking around, dude. Got like seven hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. He acts like he He, he fucking he, feels like he's entitled. Yeah, he almost to some feels money like now. You, you owe it to him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck did you end up even in that? predicament where you were on like what a the vacation. fuck did i tell you to go do dude call the goddamn bank remember yeah that's what i'm curious about though what got you to i mean how i mean because i'm I don't, not a fucking dick dog. well i get that but how i don't picture a scenario where justin blevins ends up in fucking las vegas with matt evans by being nice he started to like the ufc yeah because i would bring him around for the should UFC. i back that up and pull our last names out of it so but it don't matter Okay. But I mean I like the UFC, dude. I I am a person who likes I get enjoyment out of other people having a good time and I like to be around people who have a good time. Yeah. Matt really sort of liked the UFC. He liked you a lot, hanging out with you. Yeah, until I came I down would on him. some barbecues, fucking go swimming in my backyard. Yeah, we wash would, chlorine off. We would do all kinds of Dude, we'd have fun. Having being around fun people is fucking a contagious drug. Yeah, you like people like it. No one likes to hang around with bummers. Yeah. So I get why he sort of over time wanted to hang around more and hang around more. Come to find out, I was going to the UFC, and I was like, he goes, "Oh man, what would it cost for a brother to go with you?" And all you know, and I'm like, 
I don't know, whatever the ticket is. But, I mean, I don't plan on paying for the ticket. I plan on letting George St. Pierre fucking lay and pray on this motherfucker. <laughs> and he's going to buy my ticket because I'm going to bet what my ticket costs on his fucking lay and praying ass. Yeah. And which is what I did. Yeah. So George paid for it because yeah. George likes to lay on people, which is fine. You encourage people to lay on people when you're on the benefit end. Sure. It's kind of weird how it changes your opinion on, dude, <laughs> fucking, you better get heavy, Serta. Get heavy. That's what I would tell Serta. Serta. Come on, Serta, get heavy. <laughs> Lay and pray. Serta mattress. <laughs> so I was like. I remember, I remember you saying that to Maria, dude, being like, he should be sponsored by Serta, Serta mattress. She gets so mad. But so, and that's what happened, dude. And then finally, the last day when I told him no more, we, I said, I'm driving you to Wells Fargo. Yeah. It's across the motherfucking street, dude. Yeah. It's at Flamingo across the bridge. Yeah. Went over there. Oh, man, if you'd have just let us know that you were out of town, we'd have unfroze your card. Yeah, we just didn't know. I'm good. So, and he was, I'm like, you motherfucker, you. You fucked up a day and a half by being a moping motherfucker by not doing this. Making me walk down here twice with you, you moping around, you being a fucking crybaby. Do you see now, though, why I was so, I don't know what you would call it. I was strict with him when he would come over. You see why I would, because I remember you. there were a couple times you were like, dude, you're kind of hard on him. Well, I could could see him like want to cry and shit. Yeah, and that was the part dude, that, that I one really night like. he, he's a fucking grown ass man. Dude. He played he that be crying. He played yeah. that same fucking song over and over again. After I told him, I was like, first off, you don't even understand the person you're talking about. That uh, Mr. Lincoln song. Yeah, you don't even understand Jr. his fucking his his true political policies when he was in power in, in office, right? And all these things that you're talking about are some of the greatest things in the United States, like the freedom of information the ability to make up your own mind and decisions and stuff. And he's over there playing the same song over and over again. I finally told him, I was like, Matt, you play that song one more time. I'm getting the fucking hose. I'm putting the fire out. <laughs> and he quit playing it. But I was like, how many times you got to tell a grown adult? Like, Hey, I'm tired of hearing that same song. Right. You cannot play the same song fucking four times in a row. Right. Yeah. I know. Man. Give me a fucking four song break. Dude, and I'll let you play it again. <laughs> right. But I need a break. But it is a more mellow, super downer song. Matt you know? did like depressing song. But but the thing was, dude, is Matt as a person is a cool dude. Yeah. He just, I would even fucking talk. And you know another thing he you had. You just can't let him spin out. The one thing he had that would piss me off. Yeah. Is he always had a story about an aunt and uncle. Or a couple cousins that were identically mirrored to something you were doing. Yeah. And how he would interject his opinion on what they were doing at the time. And I go, Matt. So, like, if you're drinking too heavy, he'd be like, dude, I had an aunt and uncle are doing the same thing. So, yeah. So, let's just say if too he much. thought that. Um, and I finally told him I couldn't be friends with be him. like, hey, man. Couldn't. <laughs> had to let him know that, hey, I'm going to have to disconnect myself from you. You're drinking too much. Yeah. You're not working as much. I can. I could really. I could really tell that my aunt was getting 
upset that, you know, my uncle was doing this and this, and I'm like. And hey, he's he's basically describing the problems you and Maria hey were having Matt, at the uh, same time. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to, dude? Yeah. If you want to talk about me to me. What a weird negotiation Grab tactic. your fucking nuts and come to me. Believe me, I can take it. Well, to be so. fair, Justin, if I come to you and I say, Justin, I like hanging out with you. But, dude, when you get fucking soused, when you drink too much, I can't handle you at my place. Right. You'd be like, oh, you think I'm drinking too much? Watch. <laughs> wait till the next time I come over. You, you'll get fucking three times as drunk. I guarantee it. You'll, That's possible. You'll yeah, fucking, yeah. you'll fucking, dude, like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, dude, for this motherfucker to try to give me marriage advice through a fictitious aunt and uncle did not work well with me, dog. No, I totally get that. You know? Yeah. I didn't need marriage advice. I, I needed a fucking dumb bitch to... Uh, it was just a bottle cap. To uh, not um, think that she was going to do better than she had. Yeah. That's what she needed to wake up. She just didn't realize it yet. She needs to realize it now, though. Yeah. Fuck you. It's almost fun to see it on the other side. It's not fun though. See, uh, and no, that's fun, a shitty thing. Fun's for me. not the right the right word. I don't get any enjoyment out of it. It actually it, fucking kind of breaks my heart. It is somewhat rewarding. It kind of breaks my fucking heart, to be honest. I get that, but it is somewhat rewarding to be like, see, life isn't as easy as you thought it was. I didn't. I've got this fucking thing already. Of, uh, um, it was. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, it was a. F- that I got wrapped up in and I don't know like I just don't know and I'm like first of all there is no motherfucking we so anytime you think of the we I don't know what the fuck you're thinking of but there's no who are you talking about with Matt no or Maria Maria there's no we dog I get a lot of we now. Yeah. You ended that. There's no fucking we. Yeah. That wasn't my choice. By, by you I ended sold that, my I mean, goddamn house. Yeah. If I thought there was a we. Could you have kept the place? I could have. Could you have bought her out of it? No, I had too much equity in it. Oh. Way too much fucking equity. You would have had to refinance? I couldn't afford to carry it. Didn't make enough money. So... There's like fucking a hundred and fucking eighty grand in the motherfucker, dog. I couldn't carry that on my own. So, how the fuck am I supposed to get a three hundred thousand something dollar mortgage by myself? Yeah, that's tough. No fucking way. Yeah. So I couldn't do it. Even on a thirty year. Couldn't do it. Not yeah. a standalone. But that's uh. I don't know how you do that. Pour booze in on top of that. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> but that's one of those things, dude. If I called you on that and I was like, hey, man, I don't want you getting that fucked up. What are you doing adding that? You'd be like, watch this, bitch. You just <laughs> you drink right from the fucking the, 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 the spout. Either that or you just get you just like, all right, if you're going to tell me what to do, I'm leaving. Or no, I would. You're like, watch this, bitch. Not anymore. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't have anything to prove to anybody. You know, no, I wish I could have kept my place. Yeah. But 
too much fucking equity, dog. I only yeah. bought the motherfucker for 145 grand. So where's she at now so. financially? She's she's run herself she's, uh, out of money. She's at, she's at zero. Yeah. She's, she's well, not technically at zero, dude, because well. I'm still around. But eventually I'm going to cut that off. I'm a little... I'm I'm a lot if I was to say I'm a lot more giving with with a with non-paycheck income. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you win some gambling money yeah, you're willing like to give her some gambling money. You know money? like if I if I win on something or to me I don't fucking call it winning. I just call it betting on shit that I know was going to happen, you know? Yeah. Which obviously dude gambling's not foolproof right sure i could fucking lose that three grand right there yeah it could happen sure i could fucking have gone down there and donated 3450 bucks will it happen no but could sure bray and you know what if it does so fucking be it <laughs> right yeah it won't that won't affect me at all personally emotionally financially zero that won't affect me at all i don't bet to some people that's a decent amount of money it really is yeah to me i only bet to where it won't change me emotionally yeah i would like to win this i want to be able to give some money to your fucking thing dude and make a cool little display thing and put a little bit more money into your fucking studios and i like doing that i get enjoyment out of it i ordered those dice by the way to me it's not it's it's easy to do and it makes me feel like i give out less i give out less um i don't what is the word it would be uh on like like what is that word when someone gives you something unconditional and you want to be nice to them based upon it what is that word like i don't want you to ever treat me any fucking different yeah than anybody else based upon anything that's why i don't like you bringing me up about well hey you motherfuckers want this and I want to give it to you, but how much fucking money can I ask from my buddy of mine? Right. You don't, you haven't personally fucking asked me for anything. You never asked me for a nickel. Right. Never. Well, it wasn't. I said to you. The point of that conversation. What do you want from me? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is the point of that conversation when I brought it up with you and I was talking about what I wanted to do with the studio equipment. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't a conversation to try to elicit funds from you. It was a conversation between friends. You you decided, you're like, you know what, dude? Like, this is going to be fun for everybody. I see potential in this. What are you, what are you looking for? And and to be honest, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. Dude, my only regret's not not giving you a higher number. <laughs> you fucker. Because <laughs> uh, it, it, it's one of those projects that kind of adds up. It does. Yeah. You know, like I, I did know you bought some extra fucking nonsense at the store you didn't necessarily need. What did I buy? 
But I don't I know, a bunch of fucking random expensive brackets you'd probably get it done without. I took them but back. But you did take them back. Yeah, I took them yeah. back. Yeah. I thought, I know, I fucking, you know, but you I, note shit. I, I note it. I thought I was going to need them. Yeah. And I did use some of those. And I'm glad you went smart on it. Yeah. Because you're just, not fucking stupid. I didn't want to make so. two trips. But those brackets I bought were for joining. But you at least brought some shit back and got some more shit you needed. Yeah, I turned that money into the so. foam and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, 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 dude, this I saw piece. potential. I saw some light out the reflection of the back of your redness. Yeah. And I thought, what the fuck do you want from me? What can I, what match could I help with? Yeah. Sometimes so, all you need is just one fucking match with an unburnt stick on it. Yeah. This is going to be a fun you studio, know, dude. I can't it'll wait. It'll be a great thing to have i can't wait to get some other people in here that want to talk about their projects i know there's i'm talking to one let me tell you something now dude hmm. not a whole lot of people will fucking give up money for anything no and to change your relationship with people based upon them not willing to stand behind you i don't do that shouldn't happen I got a lot. Very few motherfuckers will ever stand behind you, ever. I got a lot of friends that when I tell them my ideas, they're like, okay, cool, man. If it works out, call me. I'll come work for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you very, go take all the risk, motherfucker. Yeah, but, be over but here. very few of them want to jump on and, and actually build something. Right. So. I saw a lot of potential in this This is going to be fun. Even if it never makes a dime. Gives dude, a fuck. I've I've already got my money's worth in hanging out in here with people talking bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. fucking telling stories. Uh, you know, the other podcasts that I do, I've heard, I've got you know exposed to some lifestyles that I'm not accustomed to. That's but I pick cool. up, I did pick up on a vibe though from you today about you. You like you have a a passion for that salty sex podcast. That's cool, cool subject matter. I've never met him. I'm sure they're cool girls. Yeah. But you seem to really like it. It's fun. And that's awesome. It's, but it's fun in the sense that I get to have a conversation with people that are kind of like-minded. Like Mariah is in the kind of same relationship I'm in. And then Pamela is in a polyamorous relationship that is something that I could probably never... I mean, I'm not going to say never, but it would be difficult for me to fathom being in that type of relationship. But the one little thing I sort of picked up on today, and I could be fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. If I am, you just correct me. But yeah, is you're like you're almost feeling like you're starting to be more of the main engine tugging the weight. Financially, yeah, I feel like that. And when you become the main engine that can boost, you start to fucking get a little resentment towards the caboose. I don't have any resentment for them. And you but can't let that happen. Yeah, I don't have any resentment you know? for them. But the improvements and the changes that I'm making are expensive. And it's frustrating when there's an assumption of where the expense lands. Especially when you're the only one so far who's... Right. Yeah, that's a difficult thing. Where do they think you generate money to keep this shit going? Just out of your paycheck? I think I think they assume that. Because I've never yeah. directly told them about how we built the studio. You built the fucker. I just got drunk over here. 
Yeah, but I never told him that the money for all the because I mean like the lights and the wiring and the and the and the plywood and and everything that we did to put in. And I mean, fuck, dude, I probably spent sixty dollars in foam to fill up gaps on this old building. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But it's going pretty good, dude. Yeah. I was fucking sweating my nuts off in here earlier. You know, it's kind of funny because as the weather, like if it's really cold outside, it can get really cold in here too, even with a heater pointed right at you. But um, I'm excited for spring and summer to come, dude. We're going to put an air conditioner in the window. But anyways, that that being said, all that stuff being said, it it is kind of frustrating when you get somebody to make, sort of make a comment about, you know, like, hey, we need to buy this. But really what they mean is you need to buy this. And there's no uh, volunteerment. I don't know. I don't know what the word. There's there's no, there's no sort of offer of like financial support when it comes to, to that well, kind of thing. Well, the, they don't get the we feeling. Yeah. Like, hey, like, let's do this. Or, well, you I'm, know, like, let's do this. Or what, when it comes to that podcast, though, you also have to think about it that I'm – I'm more of an employee than I am an owner. It it was their podcast. They started that podcast and I heard it and I was like, Hey, we can make some dramatic improvements on the sound. If you want to bring me in on this and they decided to bring me in on it and they've kept me and we've had some tough technical difficulties. I've had a couple of learning curves that, uh, you know, uh, I mean, shit, dude, I lost, I somehow or another, I lost an entire file. For, for an entire episode. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, I mean, so, I, I, I mean, in that sense, Salty Sex Cast is Mariah's project. Uh, and she brought on Pamela because Pamela's polyamorous and, and operates a boudoir photography studio type situation. And so they're the, they're the talent. They're the main drivers of that. I'm, I'm really just sort of in the background on that, on that project. This project... The one that like this crunching the numbers, I'm much more up in front. I spend a lot more time talking, yeah, you know, and and trying to drive conversation and and then the studio. Really, the point of the studio is to get people in here with interesting ideas and and bring them on. And uh, you know, if they're successful, I hope that they decide to continue to use the studio and keep in mind the what it takes to run the studio. You know. Yeah, I'm sure your lights and shit aren't cheap, and your equipment you get malfunctioning shit already pretty, yeah i've already had a cable go down you know and you know like it's different things like you know your different mics or where people want to sit or yeah. lean or move or you know i mean that's well and then i mean i've got the fridge running with water in it for people i've got like you said there's glasses on ice in there now right i'm just trying to they're like, just little things but i mean but it adds up fucking over time. 100, 100 here and 100 here yeah. and 100 there and 100 here and next thing you know, there's like the government, dude, a billion here and a billion there. Next thing you know, you're talking about real money. Yeah. So, but, but you got to think about this though, is like, just, okay, you know, yeah, I'll do some this and I'll do that. And, but when people give an idea, be like, okay, you know that, and just sort of prior to, you know, say, well, yeah. what's more important, you know, like me personally, your cough button thing's cool. That's just because I've been sick as a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. But normally I don't most radio do stations, that kind of thing. Yeah, most know? most radio stations, any kind of like, well, I'm not going to say any kind, but most of the radio stations I've ever been in, they've all had cough buttons. In fact, I'd say all the radio stations yeah. that I was inter- in, interning at, all their studios had cough buttons. So it's a great idea. But then you watch other podcasts 
they don't they don't have them. But for me to go, I mean, I just spent a hundred bucks today on a new cable, some pop filters, and some shit to set up monitors properly so that we have, you know, a, a better. See, like, look at this thing. The fact that this thing just rocks a tiny bit. Yeah. You get that unnecessarily noise in the back or whatever. Yeah, that's because it's not sitting on a full piece of carpet. I'm going to get some more yeah. carpet out here, but. But yeah, I mean. Again, carpet. That's coming around. I mean, probably for this room. Cosmetic wise, it's cool. And then you get, you know, some cool conversation pieces. Yeah. You know, this will be one of your conversation pieces. Yeah, frame photograph. You'd be like, well, I did get. The first episode of. Uh, I did paint the motherfucker based upon this here. Crunching the numbers. You know? <laughs> and be like, well, what is. And then people just talk about, what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, and then you talk about it and, yeah, you know, there's a difference between talking about hypothetical shit and talking about shit that actually fucking legitimately exists. Anything that gets somebody excited for conversation for, I'm definitely open to. But yeah, I mean, had people over different guests. We had CJ, your buddy. Yeah. He was fun. The problem with me, though, is I have such a fucking big personality that it's hard with me, you know? I shit myself, so I was open oh, for okay. a second. Not that I suspected the fuzz was here or anything. I'd but. be curious if I got CJ in on his own, <laughs> if it was me me and him one-on-one. I wonder what that conversation would sound like versus the one we had. But if he got to know me more and realized I wasn't, I'm not as judgmental as I come across. Yeah. I do come across, I guess, as judgmental as fuck, but. Well, I don't, uh. One of the things I remember you saying was something about, like, if you're a bi guy, you're just saying bye to girls. I kind of think CJ's bi. See, but see, that comes from a guy like me doesn't know. I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah. Because I don't have that. So I don't fucking even know. Yeah. You couldn't talk me into a dude, dong, if you fucking paid me a million bucks. But it might have changed his attitude on how he was going to talk about his experiences. Maybe, but why? Yeah. He should be confident enough in himself to just fucking say, dude, fuck off. This is the way I feel, you know? Yeah, but you got to also think about it. He's he's coming from, he had spent time in the military, where even though it's okay to be gay in the military now, it's still not okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's still kind of, like, yeah. It's it's kind of a it's I would a, just it's watch a thing on fucking Aaron Hernandez. I don't know who that is. That... Famous tight end quarter or tight end guy from the Patriots that killed his buddy who fucked around with dudes. This is a guy that fucking, he's a man's man, dude. And he had a little interest in guys. He loved fucking chicks, but he had a little interest in dudes. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean he's gay. But I think there's a lot of. Dude, I just don't have fucking any inkling sexuality attraction to dudes at all. Yeah, but you gotta understand. You, know? you gotta understand the perspective of someone who might. Right, and that's right. Fine. I could like, but if, if a dude, if a dude does all the manly things in the world, but also, you know, he'd be a great buddy to me. Be like, fucking, that's a cool dude. Right, but I wouldn't be sexually attracted to the guy. You well, you know? don't have to be. That's, I mean, that 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 that's not the point that I'm trying to make. Is what I'm saying is that he might like. Let's take CJ for example spent right an entire contract in the u.s army his job is to go out and find dead animals and pull their fucking teeth out and then like go get on helicopters and boats and shit and fucking trap and tag wild animals 
he's a fucking dude. The guy forges swords and shit, right? right? So, I mean, he's a dude. But if you... He may be under the impression that he loses his man card just because he sometimes gets in the mood. Has a little attraction to guys. He he gets in the mood to play with guys from time to time. He worries about losing his man card over it. Why, though? Well, think about society. I mean, just like even even think about the way that the like when you were like, yeah, but if you're bi, you're just saying bye to guys, right? Then he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, from so, my point of view, if I all of a sudden started liking dudes, there, how would I like chicks? Like if I see a girl, uh-huh. they're sexually arousing. Sure. Me. If I saw a naked dude, I wouldn't get a fucking single inkling hair even stand up. Right. I'd be like, well, I'm a good looking dude, I guess. But I mean, I'm not attracted to him. But a guy, you know, like, but a guy who does get that from like, hey, that's a good looking dude. And he, you know, gets, I can respect a handsome guy. No, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about, again, we're talking about CJ in particular. Yeah. You, you know, like I said, he was in the army, pulls animals' teeth, made fucking swords in my garage. He may feel like all of that credibility as being a man's man is lost because. He wants to sword fight with a guy. Hmm. You know what I mean? So that changes the conversation when he feels like, hey, if I bring this up, it's not going to be respected or, you know. Maybe like, not to some dudes, maybe other dudes, maybe, who knows? It's hard to say. That That's all I'm saying is that, is that even though you might be the most loving person on the face of the planet, he may then feel like he's got to filter himself a little bit because he doesn't want to f- offend or lose credibility or whatever. See, it wouldn't have changed my opinion of him. Yeah. Just as long as he didn't try to But he didn't know that. Enough, you know? Yeah, he didn't know that. Because I wouldn't, you wouldn't get and, it. I mean, that's. You wouldn't get anything out of me because I'd be like, dude, hey, look, I. I think that's a I paranoia. I don't dislike you. I think that's a paranoia to think that uh, like a gay guy or a straight guy or a bi guy is automatically going to be attracted to you. And that no, gonna, I mean, I don't give a attempt. fuck. He could want to fucking suck my conk. I just don't want him yeah. to try. I don't think he would unless you invited you know him I mean? to. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. And I'm not saying that he yeah. does like to suck cock either. I'm just using right. that as an example. I don't, I'm just saying I don't from, know, you know. Yeah, I don't know whether or not CJ is bisexual. Dude, I, you I'm know what some of the fucking coolest people ever to be around are fucking full-blown gay dudes. Yeah. They have some of the coolest fucking personalities, dude, yeah. that there ever is. I'm just saying that, you that, know? that if, even though you're maybe not being judging, if he felt judged, it's going to change the way that he talks about his experiences. That's interesting. At uh, least that's the way I think. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, you, you know? remember you remember I was talking about when I was in the Army, and one of the guys in my unit had an enlarged testicle. So he had one ball that was, I don't know, like two or three times. And what did I say? I just wouldn't have wanted to touch the fucker. I touched. Yeah. But you also, like, your reaction to me when I told you, I was like, yeah, I touched it. I was like, why? I was fucking curious. Why would you want to touch the fucking thing, dog? Well, I I mean, we also. See, that's where I I have a line, dude. Well, okay, so let's think about it this way. If you want to see the motherfucker, that's fine. You did. Why do you want to touch it? You did uh, football a lot when you were growing up. Right. Did you guys shower? Oh, yeah. Did you horseplay in the shower? We never. 
I'm, I'm, not, ta- wieners. I'm not talking no, about, no, we didn't I'm wrestle not, in the shower. I'm not talking about like boners or anything no, like that. We didn't wrestle in the shower. <clears throat> you didn't ever, you didn't ever kind of any horseplay. So like when I was mm. in the army, it was fucking hilarious to like, there was one guy that would like run up and down the aisles yelling. He had a huge dick. It was fucking insane. <laughs> and he would run when I was in basic training, he would run from one side of the building to the other naked on his way to the shower with his fucking dick swinging <laughs> and he'd yell dick 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 like a fucking air raid siren on his way back to the shower and then like we were we were all kind of like in line to be getting in the shower when he did this and uh me and my other buddy were like damn i'm fucking tired of it. ironically the, guy, the guy's name was ball <laughs> but uh we were like fucking every night, dude. Dick, dick, dick. Right? He'd come running down the fucking thing, dick swinging. And uh, so we're like, we're in the shower. or getting ready to get in the shower. And and we just, me and him looked at each other, had this like nonverbal communication, like, fuck this guy. And so we went and like fucked him up. Like, uh, like we went and, we went and like uh, <coughs> threw him in a cold shower or something like that. But it was just horseplay. Like there was nothing sexual about it at all. Right. So same thing with that guy with the enlarged testicle. When he told me what it was, I was like, fucking, you got to explain this to me. So he's like, I was born with an enlarged testicle. It just, like, is a giant ball next to my other regular-sized ball. And then, of course, we were drinking and horse playing, and he got it out, and I was like, I got to poke it. So I poked it. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just it's, it's horse playing and fucking around. You get a bunch of dudes around, and, and and you start, everybody's always raising the bar, especially in the Army. Everybody's type A personalities. You're always raising the bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I don't know. You know? we. It's different, though, when it comes to, because I used to wrestle Yeah. in high school. Right. You're pretty fucking intimately close to guys. Yeah. But it was sport, you know? But it wasn't a sexual thing. It was just. Guys didn't chub up while they're fucking wrestling. There was nothing sexual about me throwing ball in a cold shower <laughs> or uh, yeah. or touching this dude's testicle. Yeah. It was just I just don't know if I would have wanted to touch his nuts, that's all. I don't think I would have. You say that like I was cupping them or something. <laughs> I, just, I poked it. <laughs> I don't know. But, that, but, just, but, <laughs> but, I mean, even even I don't that, think if it was even like, hey, it's your turn, and be like, I'm good, dog. I fucking, just tell me what it felt like. Yeah, it felt like a normal ball. It was just huge. But that, but that, that's all I'm trying to. That's the point I'm trying to get across. Is that when you're in that situation, it's, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with sexuality. I just when I see dudes, I don't get attracted to. You don't have to to touch a ball. <coughs> I was curious. Is is the consistency different because of the size? What's going on here? I don't know. And I don't care if you do or not. I just fucking, I'm just not into it. That's all, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's just. And it, I don't even care if you're into it. <laughs> I'm just not into it. <coughs> <coughs> but what I am into breathing, and I can't fucking breathe right now. <coughs> I need to go outside. <coughs> Gotta get some air. All right, I'll pause it. All right, we're back from you getting some air. We're going to wrap it up for the night. Ugh, yeah. So, anyways, man, that's that's all I'm saying is, like, you can't you can't really uh, fault a guy for maybe feeling judged, even though 
he doesn't think you're judging him. Or maybe he maybe he thinks you are, but he doesn't know you well enough to not know. Ignorance sometimes, yeah. you know. That's fine. Yeah. I am kind of I, I do come off dickish though. Well, someone who didn't but know you would assume right. that when you said that that it was derogatory. Right. But you know, it's like I'm a, working on that shit, though, dude. You never, you never really know where they're coming from in their life. Maybe he's into guys. I don't know. I've never seen him with a girlfriend. I yeah. don't know. Maybe yeah. that, maybe that Thai massage ended in a hand job. <laughs> I have no idea. But no way to know. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, who cares? Yeah, you know, I wasn't there. As long as I wasn't involved. Yeah. But, but like I said, he he maybe maybe assumed. He was being judged and decided to reel in whatever story. But he does have to be a little conservative, too, he said. Yeah, with his job and everything. No, so this might not all be my fault. Fuck. Well, no, I'm not saying it's your fault at all. I don't know that he changed his story. I'm just using him as an example Uh for a hypothetical. Right on. Yeah. Is Jamie coming out for podcast? No, she's not going to come out. Why? She's working. Yeah. She's being a buzzkill, huh? Have you ever played Guitar Hero? You ever see that? No. We bringing it out? Not out here. Why? Because it's Jamie's PlayStation. She doesn't want it out in the studio. Oh, she don't. No. You want to check it out? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So that's it for tonight. Okay. See you. Peace. Later. Thanks, Brady. Yeah, no problem, man.